Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. Who got sick this last week? Well, let's uh, talk about that in amateur radio, shall we? Well, hello, Leah. Hello. How are you feeling? I am still kind of like phlegmy. Yeah. But in terms of like wellness i think i'm okay i'm not knocked out anymore yeah so for everybody who watched the saturday live stream <coughs> uh, i got the funk uh saturday i woke up with it and i've been sick ever since tuesday in particular uh new year's day i was done the mm. second was also bad which was what two days ago so i, I mean mm, yeah new i got new day was monday yeah <laughs> crazy <laughs> I got totally taken out by this. Like, I haven't done anything that I wanted to do. You guys were sick last weekend, mm-hmm. or last week, so I didn't get anything done then either. This whole break was, like, could have just not done it. It was like we were forced to do nothing. <laughs> it's crazy. It was the worst. Very frustrating. But we did, uh, we were in Palm Springs when you started to get sick. Mm-hmm. And we were able to do a few cool things Mm -hmm. like the palm springs air museum which that was the outstanding part of the trip that was the best part and i think i have a reel i'm putting together for it so you can look out for that uh but we didn't get to go up to mount san jacinto the first time we attempted it four hours yeah was the wait time that Mm -hmm. we were being quoted and then just on a whim we checked on the last day two hours yeah not even possible mm. not even acceptable with children mount san jacinto that bad <laughs> i think we'll come back on a random weekend and, and try again it'll be no problem we'll hop right up there so i should have just gone to see adam and uh joshua tree no we were sick <laughs> oh that's true yeah here you go adam we're here <laughs> adam which is pleased to be enjoying <laughs> run away from pleased us. to be enjoying uh, getting sick uh with, with us that'd be wonderful for adam uh, yeah. So a couple of things. We're, we're obviously on the, I was just going to mention the cough buttons. We're still having issues with the cough button. So if you're hearing a pop, that's the cough button. Yeah. We apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't worked at what causes that or how to fix it. Um, if we are going to cough, you got two options. There's the popping noise of the cough button or we just lean away from the microphone. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess tell us which one you would prefer in <laughs> the email correspondence tower. We'll lean away and you will still hear us coughing. <laughs> it's like the old Tazon day. I lean away from the mic to breathe. <laughs> that was what he yeah. was written over the top of the yeah. video for Chocolate Rain. Chocolate well, good stuff. Rain. Chocolate Rain. Okay. It's good stuff. I met that guy. Yeah. And in person. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What well, we like to kick off. He was actually a really nice <laughs> yeah, guy. He was really actually nice. really engaged. Like, you would expect, I mean, he he was one of the first major, like, fad kind of, yeah. you know, like, one hit. Viral. Viral is the yeah. word. Not one hit wonder, but viral. And so when you talk to him, you got to imagine he talks to, like, a probably a billion people. And he asks you questions. Like well, there's got to be a large percentage of people that he sees that has no idea who he is. But the, the people who do know who he is, <laughs> there's one thing they know him for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, period. And, like, he 
he's like really kind of interesting to talk to. He's kind of engaging. He'll he'll do a whole video thing with it. Like how bored would you miss be dealing with people asking you about chocolate rain? Yeah. All, I don't know, but hey, good guy. Anyway, we like to kick off the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And this is, uh, I, I'm throwing down all these tests and preparedness. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting ready for the big one, Leah. I don't know. I think it, I think that's what it could be. Uh, today's comment is, test your ability to run digital voice via some kind of a hotspot, but remotely. <laughs> Oh, my God. We killed Leia already. So what I mean specifically is, sure, there's all kinds of digital repeaters that we know. And uh, there's a big movement away from people using digital repeaters hmm. because there's politics involved in repeaters. And some repeaters don't let you get onto the talk groups you want to be on. So people have been using their home networks to use what's called a hotspot to be able to internet connect to the talk group they want to use, mm -hmm. which for almost all situations work just fine. But there's a lot of people who drive, you know, around or they go on travel and they go wherever. And so generally that means you've got to figure out how to tether their hotspot to their phone for internet. Now, almost everybody has the capability to do this, but seldom do people sit down and put it all together until like the night before they got to go on travel, right? Like mm -hmm. that's generally what happens. So with everything going on, the hustle and the bustle, if you will, there's inevitably going to be a time where you're going to have to sit in the car, you're going to have to wait, or you're going to have to drive somewhere. Might as well see if you can get digital voice cracking on that thing, tethering it to your phone using something like a hotspot. I think most people know the only hotspot that I really use is the OpenSpot 4. Absolutely love it. It is an absolute cinch to use, but... They do not give that thing away for free. All the open spots are very expensive. So just go in knowing that's like it's it's a lot of money, but it it's very, very easy to get up on the air. So that's my comments for for today. Leia, would you like to take wow. a test? Here we are. So rapid. I'm you know, I'm so writing the show notes, okay, for the ham radio minute mm -hmm. so that I can remember. Yeah. And it Sometimes Leia will take notes, yes. if you will, on the show I, I have that written, we're recording. Test your something with something. <laughs> I lost the plot, man. We're really, we're really feeling it. <laughs> I had a ham nation yesterday, <laughs> and um, I think during the Icom spot, I'm like, and thanks again to Icom for subscribing. <laughs> Like, I am out of it. And I'm like, I come, I'm so sorry. I'm very sick and on the codeine cough medicine right now. Um, yeah, so I had to redo the whole bit. You know, it's like, you know, live television. It's what you pay what you pay, pay for, right? You want to see all the the dirty bits. And so, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if ICOM wasn't subscribed to you? <laughs> I should go and look. It's like, not even Ray Novak is. I'm sure that Ray is subscribed to me, but uh, ICOM, I don't know what ICOM is. But yeah, anyway. Okay. All right. Well, I'm uh, working my way along the <laughs> general... Working my way downtown. <laughs> the general study exam. <laughs> I am on sub-element uh, G2. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Feels like we've been here for a long time. <laughs> it, many a VE that we know have personally commented... <laughs> 
I was. So on. you're really exploring the space <laughs> with all the sub elements that you've worked on, which is one. I, I happened upon a Zoom <laughs> that I felt was a bit could have been an ambush. <laughs> I just happen to have all these VEs in this room. What are you doing right now? Would you like to test on one sub-element? <laughs> it was fun times, though. Thank you, HRC. We absolutely team. did not test Alea. That's a we joke. Did not. We're not. There's nothing bad. No, no. Going on. Leia but it was will just... pass in 2024. Yes, I will. Mm-hmm. Of this, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. The confidence level seemed low. The first uh, question of what is the end of sub-element G2, it looks like. I, I think this is probably the last day of these questions. <laughs> okay. Because I've seen 90% of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. two sub-elements. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, which of the following is a way to establish contact with a digital messaging system gateway station? A, send QRL in Morse code. B, mm. respond when the station broadcasts its SSID. C, transmit a connect message on the station's published frequency. Or D, send an email to the system control operator. The answer is C. Call him. Trans... Transmit a connect message on the station's published frequency. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Email him. <laughs> Wait for a response. Could be a while. That happened. I mean, that that uh, QSL card that I got from uh, one of my mentors at work. Remember, they yeah. just happened to get a QSL card. Yeah. And they're like, this is a ham radio thing. I'm going to give it to Josh. But it turned out that it was a request for a QSL. Oh. That proposed a date that they would try and make the QSO on. I would like to contact you on this date. Yeah, on this basically. Time, on yeah. this frequency. Yeah, I will be waiting on this date for th X hours on this frequency. Yeah, there's something very romantic about that. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. What is the primary purpose of an amateur radio emergency data network, Arden Mesh Network? Ooh. A, to provide high-speed data services during an emergency or community event. B, to provide DX spotting reports to aid contesters and DXers. C, to provide real-time propagation data by monitoring amateur radio transmissions worldwide. Or D, to provide FM repeater coverage in remote areas. And the answer is A, to provide high-speed data services during emergency or community events. Very good. All right. Which of the following describes WinLink? A, a form of packet radio. B, all of the above. C, an amateur radio wireless network to send and receive email on the internet. Or D, a wireless network capable of both VHF and HF band operation the answer is b all of the above mm -hmm. wind link's great look at this link in the windows eh. i mean that's <laughs> it said like de facto packet though like it's all packet right is that what it made it sound like to you a form of packet radio i mean they do more than packet though i think it i think it covered the bases 
I don't like it. Okay. Don't be don't be a Kevin about this. Okay. Wow, Kevin. Keith? Is it a Keith? Or was it Kyle? A Kyle? Oh no, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. I could see Kyle. How about actually. Toby? Don't be a Toby about this. <laughs> Damn it, Toby. <laughs> the kids just learned about Damn it, Toby today. We had a dog named Toby. <laughs> yes. And many a time, my parents would yell, damn it, Toby, about something. <laughs> and we also had a parakeet. Yes. And the only thing the parakeet learned was, damn it, Toby. <laughs> and we saw a flyer today for a lost parakeet, which I'm so sorry. For I'm so gonna... sorry to let you guys know. <laughs> um, no amount of Your bird's gone. <laughs> That's yeah, a lost parakeet. Yeah, so that's a wild sign. So then the kids learned about damn it, Toby. And that's what they learned today. But then Edison couldn't remember the dog's name. He just said damn it. So he just go around saying damn it, dog. And I'm like, what? What are you saying? Chloe didn't do anything. He's like, what's the dumb dog's name? What's Daddy's dumb dog name? I was like, you can't say it. <laughs> it was a funny anecdote. You're not allowed to say You're not allowed to say the word. All right. All right. What is another name for a WinLink remote message server? Mm. A, gateway. Mm. B, printer and or server. Mm. C, terminal node controller. Or D, RJ45. The answer is A, gateway. Yes. Well, what is an RJ45? It's a cable. Okay. It's literally a connector. <laughs> How many have I done yet? I think three or four. Okay. What could be wrong if you cannot decode a RIDI or other FSK signal, even though it is apparently tuned properly? Mm. A, all these choices are correct. B, the mark and space frequencies may be reversed. C, you may be listening on the wrong sideband. Or D, you may have selected the wrong baud rate. And the answer is A, all these choices are That's correct. That's correct. Yes, indeed. All right, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, if you'd like to study along with Leia, we highly recommend hamstudy.org. You can take practice. You can take practice exams. Those practice exams build upon metrics, if you will, and it will tell you the sub elements that you're a little weak on, and then you can focus, kind of like Leia's doing, really focusing on every question <laughs> in every sub element until you really master it. Yes. Anyway, yeah. We also really like the Gordon West Ham Radio Test Prep books. Those are available on Amazon. Links will be in the show notes. And my favorite, I'm an audiobook guy, is the f Fast Track to Your Ham Radio License books. Those are on Audible, so you can download those. Actually, the link that we provide, if you've never used Audible before, you get a free book. That could be your free book, and then it will exist as long as you have an Audible account. Again, links for that are in the show notes. Join the conversation by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast and or emailing us at leahamtactical.com. We love reviews. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. Unfortunately, we're on our four-week 
Is it four weeks? It's been like the 16th of December where we haven't got a review. I quit. (laughs) I just assume it was because of the holiday season. People are traveling. Everybody's sick. Nobody wants to even think about what Apple podcast is no, the platform I think it's because the podcast has been terrible that's what it, it could yeah. be that too yeah so. it's the cw corner honestly sure. whatever it's... it is whatever it is the reviews are the best way to let us know <laughs> i think it's a cw it's a is that CW it lounge. is that it yeah that people are just like nope that's it that's it we don't want to tell you how much this is bad <laughs> how much this is bad yeah okay very good very good all right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will go, go. for I shall ready? fear no Let's man go. of peace. One go. foot after on. the other, for go. I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Indeed. Well, this is a very interesting preparedness corner because at the end of this preparedness corner there's going to be our first 2024 disaster movie review oh that's right <laughs> that's right that's whew. yeah that's a lot of things and okay this one was a good one so stay it tuned. was yeah so uh this week's preparedness corner is a visit back to our slash preppers oh howdy and i'm going to tell staple. you a story oh <gasps> Dazzle me with a prep. Which is a reminder to check your preps. Oh. Okay. This comes from a series of letters, the I-W-T-T-Y-A-S. Okay. That's the user. Oh. I'm like, is that supposed to be no. some acronym we all know? <laughs> okay. I am not new to prepping. I don't have a rotation issue as the prepper room is my big old pantry. I am in this room several times a day. I am not an electronics person. My husband is an electrician, engineer, and car guy. Oh, hey, Y'all, that's a, what a skill. That's he, a whole set of skills. He made a Faraday cage that takes up a bookshelf. He's happy, and I have a box where anything with a wire goes to retire. Okay. Yesterday, I needed an external hard drive. I went to the cage. I opened the lid. I put in my hand, and it was sticky. The Faraday cage? Some gremlin had drizzled honey inside the box. Some things were sticky only in places. I have a Toshiba external drive with enough enough case damage that it can stick it to the wall. This is not the wires are old kind of sticky. We follow the rules. We clean everything well. We make sure we have all the parts. Uh, make sure everything still functions. The manuals go in a binder. We label everything. Anti-static bags are used. If there's an adapter for something, it is in a bag that's labeled. We take out the batteries. Mm, kind of. We both neglected to think about the walkies. They have internal rechargeable batteries yeah my walkies apparently decided the faraday retirement life was not for them i have battery liquid leakage everywhere most of this will not be salvageable whoa this is not a long forgotten prepper box it isn't something in storage these weren't in a box in the closet these went back into the box in October. The walkies usually live in a box in the winter and come out in the summer for the RV. They were three years old. Today, I'll be trying to salvage what I can. The news is the damage is, the good news is the damage is only to electronics. The bad news is the damage is to all 
the electronics. This is weird. Okay. I'm in my late 40s. I have had batteries leak and kill items before. I have never had this. This is special. Let this be a lesson I learned so you don't have to. Go check your preps, open your storage bins, and feel around. It's better to know now when you still have the time to regroup and redo. P.S. Anti-static bags stand no chance against a blown battery. This is weird. Wow. Okay, so I don't... I, I want to first say I don't think the Faraday cage had any factor in this. Right, right. She's just describing okay, where good. she was keeping everything. Good. But I think that the default answer here is you don't store the walkie with the batteries in them. Correct. So there's a couple of things you can do. Again, th they said walkie-talkie. Right. We know that Baofangs are just everywhere. Yeah. So we could just say, like, it's a Baofang. Mm -hmm. But I keep my my radios on batteries all the time and i've never had a battery explode i've only had a battery explode when i'm charging it it's never just exploded randomly just so once. i'm wondering if so to to be able to coat the interior if you will i'm assuming this was an explosion of some kind if they're just double a cells triple a cells leaking those just leak and they erode the contacts on the device. They don't scatter their themselves into the rest of the case. Well, so it looks like someone had drizzled honey inside the box. So it could just be on the bottom. It doesn't mean it's against the walls. But if it coated all the electronics and most of the stuff is not salvageable, that implies it exploded. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Some things were sticky only in places, she says. I'm. This is all very weird i'm not gonna I, of course she went through a, a situation but i mm -hmm. don't know what i'm supposed to take away from this because most batteries don't explode unless you handle them improperly even dangerous lithium-ion batteries right there's very few times if they're just sitting in a box not being touched there's seldom a problem if you would like to, though, for everybody that's listening, if you'd like to isolate your batteries but still keep your battery on your radio, you can just cut like a – take a business card, find out where the battery contacts are on your radio and your battery, and just cut a business card contacts or, or little card stock perfectly to fit in the holes of the battery and block the contacts from the radio. Mm -hmm. Then when you're ready, you can just pop the paper off and use the – the the handheld in whichever way possible and however you need it you likely still will have to charge it it will deplete eventually but um, it's a really good way to keep the batteries with the radios to not have a problem so all right yeah hot tips yeah is that your that's it okay well then that i don't have a drop for this but last episode which was the last of 2023 we're gonna call this the hrcc movie club hrcc movie club okay you have the hot idea of let's poll people for their favorite disaster preparedness, amateur radio, whatever, movies. And we watched for the first one of 2024. The Day After Tomorrow. The Day After Tomorrow, which I will go ahead and say first and foremost, it is an entertaining movie. Scientifically, I don't have a lot of confidence in what it's saying. But I still enjoyed it. It's an enjoyable movie. Mm -hmm. um, 
I felt that the characters really made some questionable choices here. Because like a, a major there will be some story, spoilers. yeah. There a major part of the story arc is that Dennis Quaid is going to go from Philadelphia to New York for what? In, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's let's add a, a premise to this. After we talked about leave the world behind, it is very clear to me that some people, some people have a hard time objectively looking at movies. If you are a person who gets offended by anyone mentioning global warming and that it could cause a disaster, you probably want to skip this movie. Like, if you are just straight up offended, if anyone even discusses global warming and that man caused it and there could be a disaster, you're going to hate this movie. So just straight up, you don't need to watch it. Uh, with that said, there is a huge global warming disaster in the form of a, basically an ice age that repopulates the earth in a couple of days, right? Big spoiler. Mm -hmm. Dennis Quaid is the scientist who figures this all out. And his son, Jake Gyllenhaal, is at a um, academic, academic decathlon in New York. And Dennis Quaid, basically, when this all goes down, Jake Gyllenhaal's in New York and there's a thrilling phone conversation where Dennis Quaid basically says, I'm coming to get you. Mm -hmm. And then the, the disaster hits, right? And Jake Gyllenhaal and the kids are trying to stay alive. Dennis Quaid's trying to reach him. And there's literally a storm that is almost hunting and killing people. What? The, I, don't, the, I don't think it's... The eye of the storm. It's not hunting people. It's just... There's three storm systems right. that each have an eye of coldness. <laughs> that's, that's like an impossible coldness. Like yes, mm -hmm. like opens it. It's like it almost opens up the at the ground to the vacuum of space level of coldness. Right, like nuts. Right. So, um, from a preparedness standpoint, there's not a lot of preps that are mentioned other than Dennis Quaid. And his team are very prepared for cold weather mm -hmm. to the point that there are many situations where there is below freezing temperatures with horrible, massive winds. And they have tents, sleeping gear and clothes that stand it just, it up. It doesn't to even that. make sense. No, it, it's true that that exists. How do people climb Everest then? Right, that that exists, but it's colder than Everest. It ushers in a new ice age. I'm sure they're fine. Okay. They're they're literally right. ice core drilling in the beginning. So this is one of the things we need to talk about. Okay, with the the HRCC friends, the movie club members. Yes. Okay, we want to put together a ranking matrix. Oh yes. Okay. This is we're we're literally laying the foundation for the rest of the year yes. with this episode. So probability of disaster mm -hmm. has to be right one of the criteria right okay preparedness mm -hmm. like just in general the preparedness focus um the characters like whether they're likable or like at all mm -hmm. or at all realistic then the plot mm -hmm. and the entertainment value that's that's what I would rank a movie. Yeah, based I like on. it. Yeah. Okay. We are open to suggestions. 
Is I, this like a five star type of thing? Mm, Out of ten for each area? Uh sure. Like in the likelihood is it the five. likelihood's gonna be less likely than Mount St. Helens exploding again. Right. <laughs> like that level of uh, statistical anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. So out okay. of five? Out of five in each category. So five is in likelihood, five is most likely. Yes. One is least likely. Right. I would put it somewhere between one and two for likelihood. Okay. Okay. What would what would you put it? Oh yeah, I would I put it two out of five. Two out of five. I mean, there are climate scientists who believe that this is possible. Again, it's not that it's possible. So again, and and uh, for everybody who gets really upset with the climate stuff, it's the scale of this movie. It happens like it happens right, over like ten right. days. Yes, to yeah, repopulate very, the Earth in a, in a total and, and ice you age literally, oh, in five days way, is impossible. By the way, Dennis Quaid works for NOAA. Okay. Oh yeah, right. This so, is this is very important. So to when you note. factor in Noah, the likelihood shoots right up to it. Yes. <laughs> but what's ironic is you literally have somebody that they have characterized as obsessive mm-hmm. about weather to the point where he's in the group that's risking their lives drilling cores out of ice to figure out historic weather patterns right. and what it means for the future. And that's literally and what then leads saw to this discovery. No indication <laughs> that this no. was going to happen within the next couple of days. <laughs> like... No, he he used the ice cores to find where it had happened in the past. Right. But the thing that sped up the timeline was the human impact versus it just being of natural causes no. in the past. That's yeah. that's why his timeline, his how long it would take to create the Ice Age was over a longer period because there wasn't as much CO2. That was the argument of the movie. You're telling me NOAA scientists <laughs> haven't figured out a way to at least predict like Mm-mm. three, four weeks into the future? No, we, we practice. I, I want everybody to remember, we practice science. We, okay. we accept arguments and theories because there isn't a better one to replace it, mm. right? That's how science works, right? We never have true fact. The theory of gravity. Gravity is still sure. a theory. Mm-hmm. We just have enough firsthand working knowledge of it that it's our best theory to explain what this thing that we call gravity is. Sure. We don't have models mm-hmm. that really focus and understand. Again, the Earth is huge, right? We don't know how. We, we know that we're putting out more CO2 than we ever have before, right? Yeah. We know that's happening. What we don't know is what the long-term impact is, right, and how to scale it appropriately. And we've been consistently wrong, and that's why people— a lot of trees. Trees won't do it. We already talked about that. They're carbon sinks. They'll, they're a net positive, but they're not a net positive enough to offset the volume of CO2 that's in the atmosphere. It, but it's, it's like— CO2 <clears throat> cash flow. You just need to suck up enough of the You're telling CO2. the CO2 needs to pick itself up by its bootstrap no. <laughs> and become a capitalist? No, the trees just need to no. absorb more CO2 How? so that later, no, so... during the decay, you will have built up enough additional trees to... Your, your best, your best... It's a tree Ponzi scheme. <laughs> a tree pon- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So one tree has to yes. get two trees in its downline. Yes. 
and those trees have to start uh, basically hitting quotas. Yes. <laughs> they have to hit their CO2 exactly. absorption quotas. Yeah. yeah. Photosynthesis, it needs to be like hashtag photo wow. <laughs> hashtag the the photo boss. <laughs> photo boss. Uh, what was the joke? That's mitochondria. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Yeah. Uh, no, there, we have we we need that level of marketing for photosynthesis. Yes. Right. Can't be borophyll. Not like chlorophyll. More like borophyll. Can't be that. It's the opposite. But we okay. do need to bring. Uh, it was Adam. What's the uh, not Adam Carolla? I don't know. Billy Madison. Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler. He was the Borophil guy. We need okay. to bring him in, make a comedy. Maybe he's a tree. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's a tree. Or he's an ent from Jersey. Jewish ent from Jersey. Oh. Right? See where we're going? Uh, nope. Okay. I don't like anyway. it. Okay. So. <laughs> There's just too much CO2. Yeah. We don't know how to get rid of CO2 in a net positive, right? Because you have the law of thermodynamics. I'm not, I'm not going to okay. dispute climate science. Yeah, yeah. I'm not disputing fine. anything. It's just there's natural, like, sure. we just know these things. Yeah. In terms of preparedness. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got lots to say on the preparedness. I thought it was great. I I think that Jake Gyllenhaal's character knew too much he was like a goran he, he was a little gorinish yeah um i and if actually anybody doesn't know what we're talking about goran it is about a law and order criminal intent it ran for i don't know how many seasons oh we've but talked goran, about him. the detective for some reason knows everything about everything leading him to easily solve many like things. this guy would smash ken jennings in a game of jeopardy <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio is the actor. Yes. Who also played the bug from Men in Black. And he plays Kingpin. He plays Kingpin. Great Kingpin. Yeah. So when we mention Gorin, we're talking about someone who knows way too much. It's the opposite of a, a Mary Sue. You know, like a Mary Sue is just happens to have all the skills. Yeah. A Gorin has all the knowledge. Yeah. Without actually doing anything. And for some reason, high school student mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal happens to know instinctively mm-hmm. what the right thing to do in every situation is to keep his posse of friends alive. Yeah, he he, he gets a couple of things hinted to him by, by his dad. His dad tells him to do some things, right? Mm-hmm. So they end up in a library, and they're just going to start burning books, right? Yeah. Straight up. There are two things I want to mention in this movie. Well, I've already mentioned the one of the Arctic uh, gear that they had. Yes. They were well prepared for that. Okay, I, I don't know how many people have Arctic gear, but having – I will comment that having more than a three-season outfit for camping is probably a good idea if you live in parts of the country where you have a winter. Yeah. Like if you have a winter and you only have a three-season tent, probably not great. You might want to get a hot tent or a four-season tent or the appropriate level of sleeping bags that if you needed to use them in the cold climate, you have them. Two other mentions. The homeless guy. He was preparedness minded. Yes. He spent time to explain to the other guy, you know, you got to insulate. And he's using the book. He's ripping out pages of the book and and making newspaper to create baffling in between his layers of clothes. And he knew that from living. He knew that from he he needed to do that. And then uh, there is a scene where one of the characters is obviously fighting an infection. 
Yes. And they use the books in the library to determine what that is because none of them are medical professionals. Right. So they use their real capability of reading to determine, oh, this person has an infection. What do they need? They need penicillin or a wide spectrum of antibiotics. And that leads, you know, Gyllenhaal to do the next, you know, heroic thing. So a, a, a few other things that happened interestingly, like preparedness-wise, was one, because everybody was evacuated from, everybody from above a certain line needed to be evacuated below to the south. Mm-hmm. You had things like hospitals with no support, right? Everybody was leaving. Right. And so in the case of the um, the mom, she ends up staying with a patient who can't be transported without an ambulance. Right. And there are need, no ambulances. They need the appropriate power right. for whatever medical equipment this person, this child needs. And so you almost think they're like, well, this is kind of like the end. They're going to write this character off kind of thing. Right. And the other big thing was – when they were all in the library, Jake Gyllenhaal, his friends, there were quite a few people in the library. And then for some reason, the police officer says, we are, we need to try to go. We need to try to get out of right. here. Right. So what happens is the uh, there is a uh, wave that yes. floods New York. Mm-hmm. And somewhere between the flood and whenever the officers decides to leave, the water freezes. Right. And snow coats the ground. So they see – other people in New York fleeing. Mm-hmm. And so they saw that as an opportunity to start heading south. Right. Unrealistic. Why? Uh, mainly because it was cold. <laughs> it was cold enough. Cold and getting fre- colder. Right. It was enough for water that was super deep that flooded to freeze solid yeah we we have to point out that we're talking about salt water yes we're not talking about random you know oh the lake got a couple of inches of ice even a couple of inches of ice overnight for non-salt water that's crazy right yes for salt water to freeze in like a day or two enough you could walk on it and still be connected to the ocean bits? Yeah, no. Crazy. Yeah. Exactly. Right, crazy. So that's not realistic. So uh, in terms of preparedness, uh, what would you give this out of five? Oh, so is realistic, should that be a section? Because we don't have realistic. Oh, sure. Okay. Where do you want to put that? I'll put it right under preparedness. Okay. So for The amount of preparedness I like in terms of enter... What? So okay. likelihood is different from realistic because the there probability are, there of are unlikely situations yeah. that could – the likelihood of the situation happen extremely low. But also some of the things that happen as a correspondence to it were also not realistic, like the seawater freezing like that. That's crazy. So I would say in terms of a, uh, like preparedness, this is a three or four out of five. Mm, what would you put it at? So – I would say two or three. Okay. I think that they had – I think that they handled the situations well, not just Gyllenhaal, like the homeless person that was talking about the baffling, the librarian who used her book smarts to figure out what was wrong with this mm-hmm. individual. 
Um, and I think Dennis Quaid was prepared, but that was because of his line of work. Yeah. It wasn't like an extra reach for anyone to be prepared other than Jake Gyllenhaal in, in, in resistance to the masses said, we're not leaving. We're staying here. But the reason he said it is because his dad, he just trusts his dad. Right. Right. Not everybody would necessarily do that, um, except for the fact at the end of the movie, there were multiple people who stayed in different buildings. Right. And they ultimately did get a vacuum. So that's that's good. So preparedness, right. I'd say two or three. Okay. I've got it at three. Okay. Uh, realistic? I think it's a two. Okay. I agree. Like the pack of wolves of breaking out of the zoo and hunting people down. Right. The random oil tanker that just happens to land outside the library. Yeah. A couple weird things, mm -hmm. right? Just not very realistic. How about the characters? I'd say three, four. I liked them. I thought they were fine. Again, I'm I'm coming from the enjoyable, like watching. I enjoyed watching it. I I felt that they were characters you could root for. Yeah. So what does that make it for you? I I generally rate kind of hard though. If you're giving it on a five scale, yeah, three is above average. No, three is average. Not on a five scale. Three is average. No. It's above just average. like a 70% is average. Not on a 70 high scale. is above a 50. It's still average. 70% out of a hundred is average. You, you it's can't, still 70%. You don't get to cut the points though. You, you don't give a 2.9 and a three. I don't need to. It's it's three is above average on a five point scale. Okay. If you'd like to, to make a 10, no, a, a 10 fine. scale, that way you don't have this mental block. The plot for me yeah. is a one. Oh, the plot. Okay. I'm because why are you going? <laughs> like, why? Like, Wait, what was you, What was characters? Oh, I put a three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah. Fine. Okay. I, I rooted for the characters. Yeah. I like Dennis Quaid in general. Why, why was he going? Do, do you hear what I'm saying? He loves his kid. His kid was going to get out of there. It Not was... necessarily. Okay. Okay. I mean, Dennis Quaid didn't know that <laughs> the United States would work something out with Mexico. That's true. And that this is the other thing that was kind of wild. They just straight flew helicopters from Mexico know, to New sense. York. Yeah. Didn't like, that's also a little wild. Uh, but also, lots of problems that. could have just been solved with radio. Like, get a radio on each side of this. And Dennis Quaid didn't have to risk a bunch of people's lives getting from Philadelphia to New York. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm also not completely convinced that the major infrastructures would be down. Like, power might, but I don't know that cell phones, all cell phones would be down. Some well, I mean, he was able to down. he was able to use landline, the landline. Yeah. So nobody has landlines anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. It's done. So anyway, your grandma, the, the <laughs> everybody listening, your grandmas specifically are the only thing keeping landlines going at this point. Um, entertainment value. Uh, it was entertaining. From I a disaster it, standpoint a movie, I would say it's a three. A, again, a three my a three for me is above average. Okay. I think this is generally a fun watch if you do not have the political problems with it. 
Oh, like in this whole movie club, mm-hmm. you have to not have political problems. I just know that people since since we since leave the world behind no, was just, such a problem for people. I've got to at least say like, if this stuff bothers you, you're out this episode. Like you know what I mean? Like it's fine. Catch us on the next one. I mean, you're ju- just be out. Just don't. If you can't check your politics at the door, don't do this. See, okay, so then, Lana, this is the important thing, <laughs> right? We're telling people about a movie we watched in yeah. a true movie club. We're supposed to tell people what we're going to review next week. Oh, okay. I will tell so you right now. they can watch it and yes. potentially okay. a part of your emails or voicemails, which we know you're going to include ham radio. But you can also give us your score of the next movie we're going to watch. So I'm going to drop a link to the poll mm-hmm. for this. Yes. And in the poll, you will be able to add a suggestion. Please go through and see if. Oh, yeah. Don't double add. Yeah. Uh, but then you will also be able to vote for as many things as you want to vote for. Mm-hmm. We chose the day after tomorrow because Leave the World Behind was one of the top three. We'd already watched it. Mm-hmm. And then it's the Book of Eli and the Day After Tomorrow. So the next movie, I'm assuming, is the Book of Eli. All right. So we'll be watching the Book of Eli next. You can watch that through Amazon Prime, Apple TV, or Google Play, or, you know, wherever you might. uh... Or if you're a proprietor of the physical media, you already own this classic disaster tale. (laughs) Tune in again for the HRCC Movie Club. And don't forget the Matrix so that you can also chime in. What? With your with your ratings for the, the movie Matrix. Club. Oh, I, I was literally, I thought you were talking to me about, about the, Matrix? the Matrix. And I'm like, <laughs> what is that? Have, what's happening right now? Did you hear the lady who was saying that the Terminator happens in the past no, no. and the Matrix happens in the future? She's saying that she Sarah wrote, Connor that she wrote both the Terminator and the Matrix. And Sarah Connor is Neo's mom? I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm dropping the link to the HRCC Movie Club poll. Uh, in the show notes, as well as our rankings for the day after tomorrow and the ranking matrix so that everybody can jump on in the club. That's right. All right. Well, this should be fun. I'm excited for this because a number of these movies, some of these movies I haven't seen, but a number of them I have not seen in years. So it's going to be nice to go back. And Josh really likes it when I'm forced to watch movies he likes. But specifically, I'm not forcing you. I think yeah. you feel like you you want to watch this. And yeah. I noticed and that I'm not falling asleep. You spent way more time watching this movie than if I had just put it on and kind of kept bugging you to watch it. You're really using the podcast to turn me into the wife you want. <laughs> I did not. I did not elect to do this movie thing, but I love it. It's great. I'm 100 percent on board with this. So, yeah, good ideas. So All next right. we're going into the CW Lounge. Normally right. we have a drop for this, but we got one from David Newman. Uh, he said he felt inspired, and so he put something together really fast. So we're going to play it. Um, all of our drops are kind of rotational, so if you want to send us a drop for, hey, the HRCC Movie Club or anything else that is a part of a regular segment, we'll roll it in as we go. We'll kind of splash them around and change things up. So feel free. You can send them to josh at hamtactical.com. Oh, oh, oh.
There you go. Cool. I like it. All right. So, With lots of couple dogs. of things. Couple of things. <laughs> CW the the CW lounge. We have been talking about this possible issue with um oh i've got my see it, it helps if i wire things up correctly oh where there we go where the cw key we were getting a lag mm-hmm. so the creator of the uh, mct 73 reached out and said and said why are you making us look bad hey josh <laughs> we noticed that you mentioned a couple of times that uh you've had some key trouble but we've also noticed that you seem to have changed to four different keys and you're still having a trouble <laughs> and uh he's like you know um can we send you just let, let's just send you a replacement it'll all be good and i'm like no 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 no. okay i gotta figure out what's going on here so um he's like okay well you know take a look at the connectors i opened it up connectors look good i actually went in and resoldered the connectors i did not need to do that because i found out what the problem was so you know what you couldn't resolder my brain my led mask <laughs> that i could not that was that was a bridge too far so here's the here's the not a problem this is not a bug this is a feature the mct 73 has uh there's training modes for receiving and transmit and then there's free play oh so when we were using it we were using it in training mode for transmit when we're hand keying and also for your receive copy where it plays it for you and then you decode it in your head or on, on paper, right? Well, when you're using the hand keying training, it's going to tell you the speed that you're sending and decode for you. Oh. Well, when you reach the end of the screen here, it takes a second to clear the screen off before you can key again. Oh. So if you just put it in free play, we'll never have that problem. So we're good now. <laughs> Right. So <laughs> thank you, Spark Gap Laughs. Hundred <laughs> percent all done. So uh Leia, we now have the letter A as your new character. Yeah. What else? Okay. Do you so, want to run through them now? Now that no, you I'm I'm going to you do a letter. Okay. And I'll tell you what that letter is. Okay. Wait. Yeah, that's one. A. A. M. <laughs> what? <laughs> A. Mm-hmm. R. Mm-hmm. K. Mm-hmm. U. Yep. S. Yes. What else you got? Do you have this? No. Okay. Um, I just have six letters. <laughs> Was that it? Yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. Let's A. You. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just put it into free play. <laughs> Who would have thought? All right. So let's uh, let's make sure that we got you set up on twenty words a minute. You are because that's uh, that's how we left it. Are you ready, Leah? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Okay, how'd you do? I don't know. A? 
A R R A A R R A A R R M M U K U U S A S S U U That's pretty good. Okay, let's run it one more time. Because I, I kind of started you off. I, I counted you down too too fast. So, you ready? Mm. Hold on, let me hydrate. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> really? Keep those electrolytes up. Oh, yeah. We should put a, a, a link to the Owala bottles. <laughs> I love the, the official, Owala bottles. The official <laughs> bottle of the HRCC not just the podcast, but the HRCC family. I have to tell you, people have been going wild over these Stanleys. Mm-hmm. I guess there was the Stanley Starbucks collaboration where people were literally fighting for these Stanley cups. It's not it. And I'm like, why would you want a Stanley cup when you could have an Owala that looks like a chicken or a turtle? I, I think I know why. Um, the Stanley cups are... They're a little bit better if you wanted to run non-water in them. What? So a lot of people that have Stanleys, they're putting non-water in them. Oh, you mean like alcohol? Like <laughs> coffees or or in Utah, big sodas. Oh. Right? Like they're, they're, they're making concoctions that they're putting in there. The Stanley bottles are actually pretty good for cleaning out because it's got a nice wide mouth and the but lid is leak. easy to clean. Oh, yeah, 100%. But – they're easy to clean. And also, the straw okay. oh, is exposed. Cool. Yeah. To no, I get it. I get it. Dirtiness. Yeah. Whereas no. in the Awala, it is covered so that you will always have a clean place to drink from. I, I'm not going to steer people away from the Stanley if they put things other than water in their water bottles. But if you want a water bottle, I've had all of them. The Awala is my favorite. No the, question. The best. Just the user experience, top tier. And I'm coming from Hydro Flask, which is like literally the land of still got ice in it. Yeah. Still icy. <laughs> like big team, still icy here. And uh, the Awala is great. It's it's fantastic. You know, I have I have another uh, big ups to Awala. My sister is somebody who buys water bottles just wherever she goes. She, Hawaii. Hawaiian ice hydro flask like she sunrise hydro flask all of these spend big money Mm -hmm. on double wall insulated water bottles okay well these go missing like all the time some of them are in our home some of them ended up here I don't know how right why (laughs) not she left them (laughs) Or they're at my mom's. Right. And we will literally, I, I think one of them I had for over a year. And then my sister was here and saw it. And she was like, isn't that mine? And I'm like, yes, it is yours. But you have not searched for it. You haven't. You I have haven't, abandoned it, I if have, you will. We gave it a loving home. I, I haven't been hiding it from you. It has been in plain sight. There was plenty of space on the the pole outside <laughs> where the missing parakeet sign is for you to put up lost water bottle. And so you go over to my mom. She's got a bunch of my sister's nicest hydro flasks. Okay, they're like all no no questions to where they are. My sister has lost an Owala, and every time she has come over for the last 
month yeah. has asked me, have you seen my Owala? Did I leave my Owala here? This is the colors of my Owala. Yeah. I'm not They're sure. Good. I'm not sure you didn't take the Owala. Oh, wow. We... Each one of us in this house has an Owala. We don't what need do more. we want with your Owala? We're good. Yeah. And she was like, but it's just been missing and I really need it back. And I'm like, this is the first time I've seen you have any care for a water bottle. It's a good one. Anyway, that's obviously neither here nor there for yeah. the CW Lounge. Leia, are you ready for your second, second RX <laughs> training? All right, test. let's do it. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No. All right, receive training in three, two, one. Okay. A? A. 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 R? A. R? K. U? S. A. A. M. M. S. U. S. K. 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 S. K. Not not K. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was not good. That was not good. <laughs> you want to do one more? Uh, if we must. <laughs> I think I think it's kind of hard to start out good where i thought you'd just clean up the loose ends and we'd be like riding high out into the sunset on the rest of the podcast and you're like i came to play <laughs> but then you're like you know what i'm done playing <laughs> on the second go through by the way the uh kadushi of bonaire liqueur that's gone so <laughs> leia's a big fan all right Oh, Josh today, though, did for some reason buy a candy of of the, this hard candy that was sandblasted of a flavor he had never heard before. Awful. What was it called, Leah? Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> whore's head? <laughs> whore's head. <laughs> what is it called? No, I, I love this. What, let, let's work it out. Where, 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 are you are you typing feverishly to try and figure it out? <laughs> Is it whore's weed? Whore's weed. <laughs> what is it called? Whore's hound. <laughs> whore's hound? Whorehound. 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 Yes, whorehound. We're going with whorehound. Yes, it's whorehound. Okay. Whorehound candy. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't remember it being that. I <laughs> I do know that the word, uh, the first word is accurate. I don't. It is one hundred percent whorehound candy drops. Okay, they are bittersweet, hard candies, okay. like cough drops. Uh, this was candy that uh, we saw at the Hobby Lobby. It's we got them. A lobby of hobbies. <laughs> the kids had no idea what to expect. They were like, going is into there this. fishing stuff there? Nope. Nope. It, uh, uh, ben asked me, are there knives, like throwing knives? <laughs> nope. Absolutely are not. Are there axes? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't think they were prepared for what they got, but they were definitely excited by the models because after going to the plane museum, they were like, oh, you know, I, I actually did want a model for some of these planes. Right. Anyway, we're checking out. And I saw these sanded candies, which just means that they're coated in sugar. 
And they had, you know, common flavors like root beer, cherry, <laughs> and then whore's hound. <laughs> and so I'm... I, you think it's I mint. It. I, you I, think it's mint. You I look looked, at the plant. It showed me the plant, and that looks like mint. That, to me, that's a mint-looking plant. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's got... I. What I assumed, this is what I assumed. I assumed it was going to be some kind of cross between an anise flavor and mint. It's which a little I'd be fine bit with. like that. No, no. But it was no. very bitter. Yes. <laughs> so I'm so excited. I get this outside. Literally push the cart out the, the door. The moment we and get I, outside the I'm hobby. Putting, the I'm lobby of the sanded, hobby. I'm putting a sanded whorehound in everybody's paw. Everybody and we right all now. threw it in our mouths. Leia's recording. <laughs> oh, man. Why is it bitter, though? And I don't Edison mean immediately spits it out. Like he's, he's like, like, can I spit I'm it out, in the trash? Yeah. I'm like, absolutely, son. Ben and I stick it out to the end. I, I spit it out. Okay. I think I, I spit it and then kicked it across the parking <laughs> I I finished it and then drank some water to like get rid of the taste. Mm-hmm. It made it worse. It spread the flavor and intensity yeah. all over my tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh I feel like have you ever done the 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 really smooth mood where you uh will you brush your mouth with mint? toothpaste uh-huh. and then you drink a bunch of orange juice oh yeah that's what that's what like worse. when you told me that worse the whorehound was worse yes that's not good anyway um don't don't get this except uh, we're told that it's an analgesic for sore throat and some other stuff so sure. i mean i'm coughing more now than i was <laughs> i'm coughing just it. thinking about it <laughs> before it so. i have a sympathetic cough yeah of me having sympathy for myself when I was enjoying the candy. It's not good. But I, I now I've tried hey, it. If somebody likes the Horror Town, would you like me to send it to you? I will and again, ship, I, I, I will I, put it in a Ziploc Leia, bag and Leia, ship Leia, it to you. Leia, I, it is Whorehound. <laughs> H-O-R-E. Not Whore's Hound. Okay? You know... <laughs> This is a this is a, a verbal show. Uh, they're not seeing the letters, and you know, just throwing it out there. I don't know if the Hobby Lobby would be like, "Come get your whore's hound candy." I don't think the Hobby Lobby should have that candy at all. No, no, they shouldn't. Just yeah. purely from. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's got like you know, old timey medicinal per, uh, values. I don't, I don't know. Maybe somebody preps this. I don't know. This could be somebody's preps. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you're growing the whorehound in the backyard so that you can make a tincture with it. <laughs> I, I think we need to Yeah. We need to step away from the whorehound, Leah. Sure. <laughs> you're the one that brought this up. So Congratulations again. Oh no, wait, wait. Thank are we you. Doing? No, no, we're no, good. You, no, we're good. No, you, we're good. You, no, you tricked me. You almost got me. No. You almost Let's got me. On. You almost got me. No. No. You almost got me. You. Look at you. All right, here you go. Last one. We have not left the CW lounge. I looked around. I saw all the the naga hide in the wood of the CW lounge that we're sitting in. And I thought to myself, this is no place for whorehound. How did I get on this subject? <laughs> and I knew it was you. 
Here you go. Last last round coming at you in three, three, two, one. Oh. Excellent. No, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. I already put the, the Bluetooth module out. No. It's over. No. <laughs> Nothing is over. See? No, no. This is great. No. No. You watched me Woo. reassemble this whole thing and you're just like, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, wait, no. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> I did this to myself. Did you get any of that? A, A, A. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, congrats. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> I hit the button. I don't know what I hit. Shows the wheels are coming off, everybody. All right. Well, Leia, thank you for being a good sport. Uh, again, leaving the CW <laughs> lounge. Could have left sooner. <laughs> so you know what time that means. So the show topic. All right. So today's is discussion point. Today is, go on to the show. Right, the, show topic the, the topic of today's show is. Gentlemen. Let's get down to business. So I dropped a video today, Leah. Where'd you drop it? On the tubes of, of the U variety. Did somebody return it? No. It's no. <laughs> not how this works at all. So it was my um, 60 minutes or bust HODA yes, activation I of did see that. K3412, which is the citrus... What was it, Leia? The the California Citrus Historical State Park. California has an actual fantastic legacy of many different types of citrus. Yes. Obviously, Florida, very well known, known for oranges. But California is up there as well with not just oranges, but all kinds of different um, types of citrus that the whole uh, – this whole this – whole, visitor center that is in this place actually talks about the journey of citrus from like asia across into europe yeah so citrus started in china mm -hmm. and then the the spread of uh all things across the middle east into europe <laughs> also spread citrus mm -hmm. so as um the arabian countries started their kind of conquest through the area um along with uh the roman empire expanding right right uh that's kind of how citrus started propagating out out of asia uh the the romans actually had orangeries which are like essentially greenhouses to grow citrus right and when ships started sailing over into South America uh, um, and these other countries, right, right. they end up taking the citrus with them. Okay. What ends up spreading it in uh, North America is actually missionaries. The missions plant... Right. So as Catholicism, Catholicism has a very long established place yeah. in California history mm -hmm. because of the missions. Yes. The California missions. 
And as a byproduct, the oranges were planted in what was nothingness basically back then. Yeah. Uh, some of these orange trees are older. Some of the orange trees that exist in some of the houses that have been built up around them are incredibly old. For yes. a plant that could exist like throughout the years, they're some of the oldest things in the in our local yeah. suburb areas, which is wild. I think people were really shocked in your video to see the sheer amount of citrus that is on the trees mm -hmm. at that park. It You are not allowed to pick plants no. off of those trees. No. One, because they are regularly spraying them with pesticides. There's a... There's some kind of citrus parasite that's actually taking down. It's a human. It's called a human. <laughs> but we've well, seen them. They'll do anything for these citruses. Yeah. So you're you're not supposed to no. take any of the citrus out. They're they're really it's trying kind to of like a living living museum, right? Because yeah. they're literally. You also don't see many orchards in this type of variety where they have all the different types of citrus on display. Right. Usually a farm will have like one or two major varieties that they dive into. I'm going to have a reel. Like of, they, of they had the they had calamansi yes. growing, which uh, for all of our Filipino friends, big fans of the calamansi. That was always the one citrus and the one flavor of Filipino food we could never have like the freshest of. Yeah. Particularly if you were having like palabok or anything like that. You, you couldn't have the fresh calamansi to go on it. Yeah. There's so many dishes that call for that. And to see it, we we're like, uh, this is where I'm going to break my rule. I'm going to take all this calamansi. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. But um, yeah. Anyway. So all of this fantastic information that you just learned is a byproduct of Leia basically hustling and learning about citrus in the course of an hour, 30 we minutes a, to an we hour. We went on a hike and then went to the museum. See. So what was the plan originally so that people understand why this uh, video was 60 seconds or 60 minutes or bust? So I, I, I should mention that when I plan I promise trips, there's, a, there's a ham radio topic here. I, pr I promise. I always try to make it something that everybody there are elements that everybody will enjoy. Yes. Right. So there's usually always some kind of activation for Josh. It was going to be uh, the Friday activation and then the Mount San Jacinto activation. Right. And the... Always the, be activating. Yeah. The, the Citrus Park one uh, was really exciting to me because it was going to be a full tour. Mm-hmm of the grounds and the museum and it was going to culminate in a citrus tasting. Yeah. So this I was supposed to go on this tour. I was yes. going to go on this tour and then at some point we'd have food because Leia had a bunch of snacks. Mm -hmm. I would set up the radio. I'd knock out a quick activation and then we'd be on the road. Low stress, not hustling at all. Right. We get there and the ranger tells us the volunteer no didn't show up. There's to no do volunteer. The tour. There's no tour. And so she's like, do you want to pay for the full day? Uh, which we were going to spend probably three hours, I would have guessed, over the whole thing if we had done it the way you planned. Yeah. And, like, and you went, nope, we're going to do it in an hour. And I went, okay, I guess I've got to activate in an hour. Yes. <laughs> so which that's is the really a good, uh, a good practice to have. And that's literally what yeah. the show topic is. So I did not um, – I, I got all kinds of comments on that video, and I think the comments are great. And there's a number of them that I have to go back to and answer them. And they may turn into their own live streams and 
I'm going to go into these comments and tell people to shut up. I'm Almost. <laughs> no, no, they're good comments. They're all good comments. Like some people just wanted to know why I did one thing versus doing this or do this versus blah, 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 blah. So the reality is I want everybody to keep in mind that I, 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 I do have opportunities to review things and work with things that always means that my kit is kind of in some state of chaos. There may be like a staple radio. Like when all else fails, you'll probably see me grab a 705. It kind of does everything. I can do everything with it. I can take it in the field. I'm confident with it. I know what I'm doing. But I've been playing with the chameleon vertical, the um, the tunable vertical, and a special radial system that um, I designed and my mom, who is a a quilter, created. I had a I had a pretty good time with it. I'm very happy with it. There will be more discussion on that. I got a, a lot of people asking me, what is this thing? Are you selling it? Are you going like, what is it? Tell us about it. I promise I'm going to tell you about it. I'm thinking about finding a way to possibly make multiples of them that I don't have to make my mom figure out how to do it. Actually contact professionals to work on it. But it is cool enough now that I've tested it that I'm like, this is actually a lot of fun. But anyway. So, well, it's it's also that we would need to be sure that we could recreate it. There's some very special things going on. Yeah. yeah, there it has to be made in a specific way. And if you were to kind of send people out to kind of make it on their own, their results would vary. <laughs> well, not only that, but even professionals, if you just contacted somebody who sews things yeah when i start talking about grommets and how you have to have electrical connectivity and all yeah. this stuff they're going to be like uh what are you talking about i sew things yeah i am familiar yeah, yeah. with grommets mm -hmm. and that's about where it ends right you yeah. know that kind of thing anyway so today's topic is just um can you activate a poda in an hour now for some of you this is a uh, no problem you have a mobile station where you have an hf antenna on your vehicle, you can roll right into the park, park in a spot, start transmitting, get your 10 contacts. You're likely on like a Yaesu FT891. You're already running 100 watts. Slam dunk. Not a problem, right? right? So, yeah, you nailed it. Congratulations. You are. This is like the kid who uh, was the native Spanish speaker that I, <laughs> that I saw in my Spanish class. And I was like... <laughs> Respect the free A for you. Yes. But um, I don't feel you're really challenging yourself. Right. <laughs> so congratulations. Like if you're rolling up with a with a mobile setup like that, that's awesome. Um, in my case, though, I just had like modular capabilities. I brought a 50-watt amplifier. That turned out to be not working. My Denco battery was not completely charged up. And we also had an overcast day in California, so I couldn't solar charge it. So I was running pure 5-watt QRP. I did the best I can with the uh, Chameleon setup at the elevated platform, the elevated tripod setup. And I had my, um, my radial system that, again, we'll talk about in the future. And I was able to do it in um, the total ended up being a little over 30 minutes of actual transmitting time, mm. not mucking around with the station or anything. With QRP, very happy with that. But a couple of things to keep in mind. You know, if you're going um, portable, right, there's always the question of, is this going to be like a backpack kit? 
Is it going to be something that's easy to hike around with? Or are you going to have a luggable station? So this is where you like back into a parking spot, pop the trunk, and then three bags come out. And the three bags has a 100 watt radio and a 20 amp hour battery and, and an antenna to boot. Now, those are great stations because you'll be able to activate the park no problem. The question is, can you get it all set up and have enough time to still take care of the 10 contacts, right? So just think about in your in your next pod activation, set a timer for 60 minutes from the moment you park the car. Park the car and you're ready to go. Set a timer for 60 minutes. Can you activate in that time? If not, you know, just keep going. Continue to activate the park. But it's, it's sometimes nice to give yourself a bit of pressure of, I got to get the antenna up. I got to get it tuned if you're if you're using a, a manual tuned antenna. I got to make sure I'm I'm did I check all the bands? Am I on the the most active band? Um what what mode should I be using? I've got I've got single sideband right now. I can just plug in a mic, but is it better if I use FT8? <laughs> right? All these fun yeah. little conundrums and every time you switch, it's like time lost. Right. right. It's almost like you pit too long in the Daytona 500. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Should I should I change tires now or should I wait for the second pit? You know, like that kind of thing. It, it's a really interesting concept. So, um, yeah, that's a quick one. But also you can tell by my voice that I'm running out of time here. <laughs> <clears throat> so that means uh, I think we're going to roll right on. Man, I'm tired of being sick. What in the QSL Let's card? Before the staircase moves again. Apparently, there's still some mail that hasn't appropriately migrated into my office from the podcast studio. But uh, welcome to the the compound, the correspondence yes. compound. <laughs> The looming tower in the background is the email correspondence tower. To the left is the physical mail depot, and to the right is the voicemail annex. The left, though, that's where we go to the P.O. Box of P.O. Box 5101, Cerritos, California, 90703. And uh, we pull out your physical mail. And today I have possibly one of the best QSL cards I've gotten in quite a while. This is from K0KBB. And check that bad boy out. You talk to a random guy in Colorado. Ham radio handshake. But what is this picture of? Please tell me you know what this is from. Is that not arm wrestling? Whose arms are these? Whose? Is one of them Rocky's? Oh, I'm so I'm so upset. <laughs> Rocky? Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. No. Uh, is that The Rock? The Rock? Is that, no. Is that The Rock and Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart? <laughs> What's happening? Kevin Hart has never had this many muscles in his entire life. Is that his name, Kevin Hart? Yeah, the, sh- the shorter yeah. guy who does <laughs> yeah. the movies with The Rock? Is it? I am so... I, I am shocked we're going this... You need to go further back in time. Not forward in time. Is it John Cena? <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of a help. Dylan, you son of a bitch. What? 
everybody that's listening right now knows exactly. Aside from my poor Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. What is that, Kindergarten Cop? What? <laughs> this is like an oil painting copy <laughs> of Arnold Schwarzenegger doing the bro handshake with Carl Withers from The Predator. Oh, no, I didn't. It is <laughs> one of the most, like, memed things in the last, like, five years. I am shocked. First, first. This is, like, peak Arnold Schwarzenegger in, like, the, the, the maximum capacity of his bodybuilding. There are few arms that look like this. Like, you could show me this. Like, just that. And I'd be like, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. I, I don't pay enough attention to men's biceps, I guess. I guess not. <laughs> what a weird thing for you not to pay attention to. <laughs> so this is K0KBB on the air. with, with So it, it, it's Carl Weathers' arm that says ham radio. And then Schwarzenegger arm says handshake. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> nicely done. So Andrew sends a fantastic QSL card. This is dated all the way back in November 13th of 2023. This contact was made on Hell. Hellfeld? Hellfeld. Hey, Josh. Love the show, and thank you for getting me into this great hobby. 73 from Andrew. Well, thank you, Andrew. And that's, i just like to remind everybody, um, you're talking to the 2023 Heldfell <laughs> Hellfest contest champion how i won how how did you win because because i was pretty much the only guy what um i i did a live stream where i showed people how to compete in a contest where i was already prepared to compete in <laughs> okay and then i won it <laughs> that's rigged <laughs> this is my this is my doctor disrespect moment <laughs> I don't know if everybody understands that yet, but this is my Dr. Disrespect moment. This is going to become my um, Super Nintendo Blockbuster Challenge 1994 back-to-back <laughs> -back champion. If I come back and I get Hellfest, if I win Hellfest next year, I'm the two-time Hellfest <laughs> champion. Now you're invested. I'm done. I'm done. You can't. That's it. This is my, this is literally my doctor. <coughs> Woo. I apologize. See, now you have the juxtaposition. Leia's been slamming the cough button. I have been pro-team look away and cough. <laughs> Violently cough. We apologize, but, you know, the Maybe show's Maybe we should just not do the podcast when You know, th coughing. that is always an option. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> That's always, like, uh, one, of the, one of the things that cracks me up a little bit when I do um, the Ham Nation episodes. Okay. When people who've been like longtime Ham Nation like guests, yeah, um, they'll come on and they're like, "Well, Josh is like really intense on starting like exactly on time." Because <laughs> I guess Ham Nation like I always watched Ham Nation like after the fact, like I was never there for the live show. But they'd start like you know fifteen minutes, thirty minutes. Oh no, something late. And you know me when it comes to like live stream, I'm like, "Oh, we starting? Yes, we're going." Uh huh. And uh, Amanda always jokes about that. She's like, no, you don't You don't want to mess with Josh when it comes to, like, starting the live stream. Like, <laughs> you're, we're starting. 
and he, he gets very frustrated if he can't start on time. Um, not at anyone, just himself. Yes, exactly. Because Josh knows it's it's only himself that's causing. It's only stuff. Josh's fault. It's it's almost always <laughs> Josh's fault, particularly if it comes to live stream things. Anyway, that was uh, that was it. Uh, we got a couple of other correspondence for people who reached out, like uh, this Capital One business card. <laughs> that's going to be a no. So thank you to Ham Tactical Attention Business Owner. That's a no still. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so appreciate everybody who sends anything to fifty one zero one, PO Box fifty one. 01 Cerritos, California, 90703. And it's off to the voicemail annex. Leia, the voicemail annex is the home for an online repeater system. Yes. <laughs> it's where people can use a, a phone, I'm, I'm told, a phone. Yes. <laughs> and they use a number instead of, it's not a frequency. Right. It's a unique I number. I know, that's a new idea for you. Right. What is this phone number? It's 562.334.238. Ah, yes. <laughs> Spoken in my true vernacular. Thank you. All right. And away we go. Hello, HRCC podcast listeners. This is me starting the new year off right with a pun. Love it. Here it goes. So I decided that this past January 1st, I'll only be watching videos in 1080p or higher. You can say, it's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more, one more. I like that. Because I got to start it out with a super. Uh, does every sentence need to include a vegetable? Not necessarily. <laughs> does every what need to include a vegetable? Salad? Did he say salad? <gasps> Veggie tray? I thought he said, does every Senate need to include a vegetable? And I'm like, what? Not necessarily. No, he said, does every something need to include a vegetable? Does every salad? Is that what he said? I don't know. I heard Senate. And I was like, this is. Okay, let's just play it back. This is a raw. This is hitting raw here. Three. Does every Senate need to include a vegetable? Not necessarily. He said I Senate. So. I guess so. All right. That's dark. <laughs> I like it even more now. I'm like, did I hear Senate? Okay. All right. Hi, this is uh, Rob Goff here. I am reaching out to you from the Conscious Life Expo in February 2024 this year. And I just wanted to reach out and uh, tell you about me as the E.T. Whisperer. Rob Goff here, and oh I like God. to share with you the idea of my three main guides, Treb, Aerodiff, and Metatron, and we want to help bring you clarity in your time of need. Uh, so again, this is Rob Goff here from the Conscious Life Expo, and I am the ET Whisperer, and I've seen online your interest in my event. So again, this is Rob Gothier, and I would like to help you. Goodbye. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't follow me on Instagram and specifically looks at my stories, nothing you heard will make any sense. Okay. So Leia and I live in a home we bought. But before we bought it, it was being rented. Yes. And there was a couple. 
It was a family. A family. It was a big family. It no, like, it was a family of four. It was no a boy, a girl, a mom, and a dad. No, there was more kids than that. No, there wasn't. Okay. <laughs> None of this matters, actually, to the story. Yes, it doesn't. The, the number of kids doesn't matter. <laughs> Aside from- but the, the wife... <laughs> The wife um, signed up for all this very new agey, woo, woo, woo stuff. Reiki. <laughs> and occasion, like, I, I think they had a church. Like, she said they had a church kind of thing. Like I thought that was the church. people who lived here before those people actually no. ran a church. No. No. Okay. Because it's it mentions Lori. Okay. That's the that's sure. the person. All right. Okay. So uh out of the blue, we haven't gotten any of this woo stuff in a while. Out of the blue Such a, a shame. A magazine shows up for the Conscious Life Expo. Turns out it's at the LAX Hilton Leia, right down the street from us. Mm. And it was it was titled to this Lori person. And normally I take this stuff and I just chuck it. Chuck it. But um I happened to have been in your office doing – I was sitting here with Ben. He was reading some things and he was on a, a call. And so I, I had this opportunity. I was sitting here holding this thing and I'm like, let's take a look. Why? I open it, I open <laughs> <Why>? it up. <laughs> I open it up and this is the craziest thing I have ever read. The, the, the opening cover was about a guy and it's a really tight shot of this attractive man. <laughs> And it's like, did you have big biceps? I created, no, 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 not biceps that I would remember. Oh, not like that. Was he really good with Rubik's cubes? No, no. <laughs> and and he's like, I created this event to channel energy in person and transmit it to everyone that believes like the way we believe. And it's like this woo woo through the roof, crazy, crazy stuff. Then I flip the next page and I see one George Norrie's face. George and I'm like, Nor- I'm in. Wait a second. It can't be all that bad. But everybody. Coast to coast AM. In. George Norrie's there. The only reason I'm not going to this is because I'm literally going to be in Provo, Utah with Fieldcraft Survival. <laughs> um, but I did pass this on to some other YouTubers that I know that goes to events like these. And this was, uh, this was also, they, uh, what was it? All gas, no breaks. Chan- channel Five News, or you know, it's a YouTube channel. Okay, they went three years ago to this. Oh it's yeah, crazy. Is it amazing? Did he come back really cleansed and centered? So again, I'm not really answering a lot of questions, but if you <laughs> if you were following me on Instagram, I dropped a bunch of stories where I I was taking pictures of all these pages and the absolute nonsense that these people are saying, like talking about finding your spiritual frequency and they're going to have tuning forks to figure out the, your healing frequency and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is complete nonsense. I mean, it seems like ham radio would really come in handy in this scenario. Right. And finding the right frequency. I'm going to bring a baofeng and I'm going to figure out what your what your healing frequency is real fast. Yeah. Just got to put the antenna where the sun don't shine and then we're going to figure out what you resonate <laughs> on. All right, pilgrim? <laughs> But the caller, uh, our voicemail caller, um, the very last picture I posted was this Rasputin-looking guy. Like, literally looked like Rasputin, historic uh-huh. Rasputin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he has three familiars. 
One of them, he has pictures of them, like an artist rendition of these familiars. One of them is a reptilian named Treb. Okay. And it says benevolent reptilian under his name. Why are they familiars? They help that he channels them. He, that that's that doesn't how he make helps. them familiars, right? Isn't a familiar like a, a guide pet? Spiritual guides? I don't. They're I don't just know. Buddies. <laughs> just, he's, he's just buddies with Treb. Like he's his yeah. drinking pal. Yeah, they're just friends. They're just friends. Yeah, like fourth dimensional friends. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> anyway, um, Treb was the one that I remember because I got like a number of people that DM'd me after I posted when I dropped that hot one. <laughs> I got a number of people that were like, "Well, I'm obviously Team Treb." <laughs> yes. Because he's a reptilian. For us. He's benevolent. He's a benevolent yes. reptilian. Yes. I mean, why would you want one that wasn't benevolent? We get all this news about reptilians living in the center of the earth and how they want to conquer the government. And here's Treb out here. Just trying to be Treb. Just trying to be Treb. Yeah. Help like, people out. You yeah. know, like be a good guide, <laughs> spiritual guide. Be, be a good steward of the spiritual frequencies. <laughs> a spiritual. Yes, that's right. And then there was this middle one that I don't remember. Um, but the other one was Metatron. And I'm like, what, yeah. what are we going to Cybertron now? Is this a Decepticon? It's, like, what's what's happening now? It's an existential crisis. <laughs> I, I was bored. I presented that to everybody and can't say it was the best decision, but uh, I'm, I'm certainly And now you it. will pay. Yeah. So there, there's the explanation. Sorry, everybody. All right. Next uh Next All right. Here we go. Thanks, Nathan, for that voicemail. Yeah. Hello, this is Kilo and Mike Alvazulu. Hey, Nathan. To, uh, at least do a voicemail um, to rest a contribution to continue my streak. Um, so I saw uh, Josh's video like six minutes after I posted about um, doing uh, the photo activation. In, uh, where's the orange? Where you had the oranges? I don't know. Yes, the one, orange. One, one, one hour the so California citrus. I, citrus. I appreciated. Historical um, state park. All the stuff that uh, Josh went through in the activation. I definitely have activations or even like different uh, op operating uh, the radio and like suddenly the SWR is up. Like I've had that with my, my, uh, yeah. And we're, and, uh, and said half wave at home um, where something changed or something got contaminated or something, something changed and you do a little stuff and make it work. So I definitely appreciate that and I like the idea of the um the uh, magic carpet thing. It looked like a um, I'm guessing it looked like a tarp on one side and the um the fairy blanket or whatever on the other side. He You're close but no. His, uh, mom made it. So I don't know, My maybe you've already talked about it in the episode, so if you have, just say what we talked about before. So it's key one, Mike Alazulu saying 73. This was the only email voicemail I did today. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Thanks, Nathan. That, that's not incriminating at all. I, I have to explain to everybody the lengths that we went through to get this magic carpet made, though. It, we were literally on the ground. All of us. All of us trying to get Four this. Four adults yes. laying this out because my mom... So this was a uh, this is a prototype. Yes. I cannot say this enough. My mom was like, "No, this is 
a loft. If my name's going on this, then yes. going to be, it's going to go to the Orange County Fair yes. to compete in the world of nominal ham radio accessories. <laughs> Gordon, I've already contacted Gordon West. He will, he's ride or die on this one. <laughs> that was my mom, everybody. Um. I, I'm, I'm glad I when know. I'm sick, I can really capitalize on the, on the low because I'm, I'm very, yeah, very low right now. And I don't know how familiar everyone is with quilting, mm-hmm. but inevitably there is wrinkling that happens when you are stitching things right. together. Right, right. But the amount of reduction of wrinkles we tried to do ahead of time with reduction of wrinkles after using a uh, fabric adhesive yes because we're literally and and so nathan here's a spoiler alert we're literally like gluing three fabric types yeah together and that makes it a little bit difficult true true all right well thank you so much nathan and uh the um the person from the conscious life expo and our pun master for leaving voicemails this week thank you so much for taking the time to do that guys so that means we were uh we're closing out the voicemail annex and heading off to the tower which means uh that's how you can email we'll read your email sorry i'm i'm again i'm still a little sick so i appreciate you guys um you we will read your emails leah at hamtactical.com is where to send them send us your ham radio journeys any kind of milestones you pass or questions you have, I'll do my best to answer them. And if you have a merch idea, something that we can make and put on hamtactical.com, if Leia makes that happen, we'll send you one for free. So that means we get started. Here we go. Hello, hello. Welcome to the tower. Hello, hello. Welcome to the tower. Leia's reading your emails and Josh is going on a tangent. Thank you for your email. We hope you like it here. Okay. I'm very excited. You're very excited. I'm very excited. Okay. The first email is titled Enjoying the Podcast. And this comes from David. Dear Leia and Josh, I enjoy your podcast very much. Well, thank you. Thank you. The the podcast has gotten me through the busyness of the final month of the fourth quarter at work. Oh, we know that fourth quarter crunch. I am so happy to hear that. That is one of the nicest things you could have ever said to me. That's your people. The dread of the fourth quarter. Leia, I gather you enjoy good cereals that aren't very sweet. I'm catching up on past episodes. Yes, that is correct. I have found the best cereal ever made. And when I see it at the store, I have to pick up a box because it is gone in a flash. Nature's Path Golden Turmeric Cereal is the best cereal I have ever eaten. It is gluten-free and super yummy, sweetened with honey. Done. I'm going to buy this Nature's right now. Nature's Path Thank you, Golden David. Turmeric? Because I love turmeric. Do you really? I do. I, I do, am... too, but like I don't like it in sweet, generally. Oh, I do. What do you eat that has turmeric in it that's sweet? Uh, there are certain Indian sweets that have turmeric in them. Oh, okay. Well, Very I mean, delicious. if you bring the Indians involved. Also, yeah. golden milk that is that also has turmeric in it. I don't know it. that I've had golden milk. 
Yeah, I have made it for you before. But yes, that sounds How delicious. I'm into it. I don't understand some people's hesitation on trying new foods. My opinion either. is if they serve it at a restaurant, then it can't hurt you because restaurants are not allowed to serve foods that could purposely kill you. Exactly. Um, that's not entirely true. <coughs> like we still have like there there are restaurants in Japan where you can get like fugu. I know, but obviously those, not in the United States we're talking about. But, but those I'm that guy. I'm I'm going, well, actually, I'm doing that right now. But those chefs are especially trained to prepare they, they fugu are. in a they way are. that is not going to kill you. So anyways. And if someone doesn't like it, they can say, I tried it, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, exactly. Um this this email is very apropos to particularly Leia and I's relationship starting out. Yes. Leia would push many things on me. And well, I you realized, pretended that you liked them. Oh man, I I tricked her. <laughs> I tricked her so good. Um <laughs> you really did. <laughs> no, I no. You did. No, no. you absolutely did. The, the you were oysters. Like, you're really yes. caught up on the oysters thing. I, no, I don't love there oysters. So I've tried no, them though. You I've tried, tried oysters so many everything. times. Everything. You tried everything. And not only did you try them, you were positive in response like you never panned anything i was like oh you've got a really open-minded palate that's amazing <coughs> oh you're saying when we were dating yes oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a really big deal with my family too you, you want me to okay <laughs> i don't i don't want to specifically say this is a trick to dating an asian person but but if you are a white person actually any non-Asian, although I would argue that if you're – and this is this is generalization I'm playing from right now. If you're Latino, you, you probably get a bit a little bit less credit for this, a little bit. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. But if you're a white person in particular and you just try stuff, yeah. just try everything. And then you like it. Don't and, – and here's the big thing. Don't put up a fuss about it. Yeah. Don't – Ask a bunch of questions. Where did this come from? Right. <laughs> what is it? Just eat it. If you do that and you can do it like without having some kind of gag yeah, reflex. Be, be cool. Don't be Like uncool. be cool, dog. Like be cool, dog. <laughs> You're on the spot right now. Like this is a spotlight It's moment. a test. It's a it's test. It's a test. If you can just like just be there for that and then have it. You are going to ingratiate yourself beyond any level that you could possibly assume because and, – and let me explain. The children in that family grew up being exposed to this stuff mm -hmm. by parents who the children had to listen to. Yes. You're kind of voluntarily being there. Yes. And you're trying to ingratiate yourself to the family. And so if you just say like, yeah, I'll try it all. Let's try it. We'll do, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. But we'll not do like, it and we like it. We're not going to do it pompously. Yeah. We're just going to say like, yeah, okay. I they really that. like Dennis because of I need this that again. Too. Dennis is the yes. best at this. And I know yeah. Dennis is not doing it to trick anybody. Like he's, he's just He's just super happy. He's just a great yeah. He just likes being there. The fact yeah. that he can experience a new thing is like all like yeah. that's him in a nutshell. I'm not saying I I did this consciously to trick anybody yeah i just generally was at that point in my life where i got exposed to a lot of really good foods 
from different cultures. And I was like, oh, well, that's right. Like, how would they be able to sell this if this is not good to my taco bell adult brain <laughs> growing up trying this new food i'm like oh my god there's more things like this and then i met you and then i was like oh yeah i'm, I'm like let's go let's try it all and just so everybody knows josh is kind of widely beloved in my family as like one of the best like married into the family of our, of our generation. one of the best whites yeah. That married into the family, apparently. Just in general, he, well, everybody knows he's such a good guy, right? But his, wow. his embracing of the culture, um, you know, we obviously host a lot of things at our house. He's a really good host. Uh, he's a really good son-in-law, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. Are you going to ask me for something right now? No. <laughs> You're really... <laughs> I've seldom got so many compliments without their. Yes, uh... <laughs> I'm very proud of you. So, did you find the... that minivan you wanted? Is that what? No. <laughs> you would be so happy to buy the. Oh, minivan. I know. I'd be like, let's go over tomorrow. Let's, let's, let's go. go. Right you right don't now. drive the lightning anymore. <laughs> Please get out of my truck. Okay, well, David continues, Josh, I am so glad I found your podcast. The podcast has inspired me to study for my technician license. Oh, excellent. Congratulations. Well, good luck on your test. I bought a Boofwang <laughs> UB5R on Black Friday and have enjoyed listening on the local repeater net. My daughter, 15F, even chuckled and enjoyed listening to Santa Claus taking radio calls on Christmas Eve. Excellent. I have also started studying for the general class in case the VE asked me if I want to take another test. Dude, you should. Knock it out. Not, go straight to general. Absolutely. If you can, please. Well, it, not only are you starting on your testing journey, mm -hmm. you've got your daughter involved. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Big wheats equals no. Grape nuts equals yes. <laughs> Dude, the big wheats. Grape nuts is delicious. There's still people who don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I just got to buy these cereals. The big right? wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Ratchet straps equal learn to do it right, but I've seen all kinds of weirdness on the local freeways. <laughs> Alien invasion equals watch the Twilight Zone episode to serve man. Now, that's a, you know, um, if we run out of ideas, there's a number of Twilight Zone episodes. We've got that... 52 weeks to fill. Yeah. So. The the Twilight Zone, How to Serve Man is one of the better, very good Twilight Zones. Yeah. All right. Well, Happy New Year and 73. David, thank you so much, David. And best of luck on your test. I bet you can get that general, too, while you're at it. All right. The next email is titled, Go Box progress and this comes from kevin i hope you are all well in the nas house and had a great christmas wishing you all a fantastic new year well thank you we're so much. well mentally physically yeah <laughs> not so much i hope you have a great new year too no i haven't listened to the latest podcast i'm holding that in store for the trip to virginia beach to bring my daughter back to college you guys keep me company on the five-hour drive back. Oh, thank you well, thank you for the blind long. email just saying yeah. thanks. I appreciate that. Thank you. Most of the piece parts have now arrived for the GoBox. The first glitch was the Talent Cell 24-amp-hour battery that was way too big for the case. I was going to say, okay. I went out and bought a smaller BioNO 50-amp-hour battery that is half the size. Ah, more space for other items. 
bench testing of the RPI and the FTM 400 XD went well for both APRS and Winlink. Can't run both at the same time. That's okay. For the most part, this Go box will be used for supporting bike races. Yeah. So Winlink isn't a big thing. Just nice to have uh, an add-on that hides in the background. To switch, I just shut down XASTIR and Direwolf and fire up Pat and off we go with Vara FM and Pat Winlink. Okay, sure. Already? Well, not quite. I had a light bulb moment. If I'm running APRS off of VFOB and monitoring the VoiceNet for the race, VoiceNet is always active. Mm -hmm. Would a DigiPeat from an APRS station and TX out VFO and over the VoiceNet not good and require a seg a second radio for digipeating or I'd have to turn off digipeating. Another tw- test is required. Yeah, well, so yeah, so if if you're um just just remember when you're transmitting on APRS on like channel B while monitoring a net or something on channel A, a lot of radios will deafen A to transmit on B. Okay. Set VFO mm-hmm. A to an unused frequency with the FTM 400 set to use VFO A for PTT. Mm-hmm. Fired up the pie. Everything is going fine. XASTIR map is populating. Receive from the other digipeters in the area working great. Receive is fine. Brought up my FT5D and yeah. turned on APRS. Here we go. Set the beacon to 30 seconds and watch the... FTM 400. Mm-hmm. APRS TX went out VFOB. Nothing on VFOA. Received a sig- a direct signal from an APRS station that was nicely digipeated as well as sent over the eye gate. All is good for the bike race use case. So did he say if the net is on UHF or is it VHF? I'm going to turn this to well, you. Well, I'm not going to be able to read all of that right now. I don't think it's said. Okay. So if it's um on the second band, so if if VFO A or channel A is on UHF, then yeah, you won't see it. It's 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 a full duplex radio. That's fine. Um but if they're on the same band, then that's a that's a problem. Okay. <laughs> The last piece of the puzzle is how to mount everything into the case. Punching screws through the case to mount everything just defeats the purpose of the case. My thoughts are to use a 0.4 inch board cut to size and Velcro it into the case. That allows me to put the whole rig out of the case if I want. Okay. The only item that would pierce the case is a PowerWorks Anderson power connector that will allow an outside power source into the case, either solar charger or power supply. There are a number of people who do that with their GoBox. They scale the GoBox down with an exterior power plug that could be from a, um, a power supply or a good battery and a solar setup. That way they can keep their kill box small and then their power solution is the is the ultimate, you know, way they feed it. Okay. Back to the normal household duties as assigned. 73 Kevin WA4KBM. 
Thank you so much, Kevin. And I hope you have a great time taking your daughter back to college. Indeed. The next email is titled New Year, New OS. And this is from Charlie. Okay. Leia, if this reaches you and uh, it means I've successfully connected to and sent an email from a Winlink node with my radio, which is a huge accomplish for oh, me personally. Oh, congratulations. Charlie, you did it. You did it. Since I started with ham radio back in 2020, my computers I've used with them have always been hand-me-downs that I've breathed new life into by installing Linux on them. I'm not a huge Linux guy, but I've used it on and off since 2008 to extend the life of PCs I've owned once they started to get sluggish. I've never heard of somebody that said, I install Linux on things, but I'm not a big fan of Linux. Well, it's... They're almost like ride or die Linux. <laughs> like, no, I, everyone should do what I'm doing. Charlie is why full of surprises. Do... Oh, I That's guess so. Why. I guess so. All right. My main personal computers since 2010 have been Macs. Oh, I've seen. Oh, Charlie! More, more, All right, more surprises. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I've had the Digi Rig on my Christmas list for the last two years, and this year it finally appeared under the tree. The computer I had been using and running Linux on was one that had been life cycled out from my wife's work and had been on the decline for the past six months or so. Simple tasks such as opening a web page or file browser would take. 10 to 30 seconds. Oh, no. Uh, would sometimes freeze a computer, and I'd have to run an FSCK command every fifth time restarting the computer. But since all I had been using it for was running an SDR in receive mode, it wasn't that much of an issue. Now that I had a new component to make work, these issues really cramped my style and made the computer virtually unusable. Okay. Not having any friends or family who I knew was getting rid of a laptop anytime soon, I found a base model Lenovo on clearance at a local Best Buy for $120, normally oh. $250. I figured if Josh could get a Jenkopotamus to work, I could get this one to work. Well, that's a great deal. Congratulations. Yeah, that's good. My main computer is actually a <coughs> Lenovo that Josh bought me that I love very much. Yeah, and they're great. I mean... I, I can't comment on the $120 units, but right. the one you got is a is yeah. great. And every one I've had is good. And do you know the number of people who have the exact same laptop I have, like wherever I go? I'm oh, really? Like, oh, there's there's another one who has it. There's another one, yeah. So Lenovo is one of those companies, if you think about IBM and yeah. ThinkPad, mm -hmm. that is that was such a benchmark in the laptop game. Mm -hmm. It was high-dollar business laptop. Like, yeah. very good quality business laptop. They got bought out by a Chinese company. Lenovo is a Chinese company. And it's one of the better examples of a Chinese company taking over the name mm -hmm. of a company that has a lot of gravitas and not squandering the name. Right. I think the Lenovo laptops, I, I don't know that it still has the same gravitas as the ThinkPads of, of days of yore. Sure. But I think they still do a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. So. And so I purchased my first Windows PC in 15 years. Wow. All right. I have reinstalled Linux probably five to eight times in the last three years, but never configured any of the ham software under the Windows iOS. It took a 
the Windows OS, sorry. Mm -hmm. It took some adjusting and frustration working through driver issues, but I'm at the point now where I have made FT8 contacts and hopefully a successful WinLink email. You, you did, did it. There's still adjusting to do and configuration for my RTL SDR dongle, but finally being able to do something I have spent hours being frustrated by over the past three years feels so good. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. This sounds like just like a peak of accomplishment. So well done. Huge thanks to Josh for the Jankopotamus videos. The deep loading and setup tips really helped in configuring this laptop, as well as the folks on the HRCC Discord for their help in the final adjustments needed to getting everything to work. I cannot tell you how important it is to think about de-bloating your Windows computers. If you bought a computer from a company yes. and you didn't build it yourself, you should de-bloat your laptops in particular. And that removes all the junk, the third-party software, all the garbage. It makes it run so much better. All right. I hope this is a good omen of successful operating to come in 2024. Wishing your family and the rest of the HRCC community the best 2024 they can have. 73 from longtime friend of the show and really a, one of our favorite photographers <laughs> because we have his pieces. We do. House. Yes. <laughs> Charlie Beerworth. KL seven KB. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Charlie. You. I am uh, I am so happy that you have conquered a mountain. Longtime supporter yes. of the Thank of the you. channel and the podcast. Thank you for your uh, your support. We appreciate it. And happy New Year. Yes. And um yeah please debloat debloat early and often. The next email is titled Duolingo and resolutions. This is from the owl. I'm just kidding. I'm just you kidding. did not finish today. <laughs> I did. Because the owl gets so mad. <laughs> this comes from Andrew. Happy New Year. Leia, congrats on hitting 30 days with Duolingo. That's a huge achievement. Well, thank you. I am past 30 days now. I don't think I made it past two weeks. I was on parental leave after my son was born. Mm. My wife, however, hasn't stopped and has an unbroken streak of 257 Whoa. days. Please tell her to add me. I need more friends. Like good friends. <laughs> I need more friends to quest with. That that will quest actively together. Yes. Not like be anchors. <laughs> I'm on a current quest with someone to hit 20 perfect lessons. Mm -hmm. And... I feel like I'm going to have to do almost a, all the a lessons A person myself. we love. Yes. <laughs> but uh, this person is... Very not, busy, I guess. Not pulling the weight. <laughs> so please have her add me. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I'm so proud of her sticking with it. Speaking of sticking with it, much like your goal is getting general, my goal for Q1 is to upgrade to extra. Good. Good luck. I started using the Ham Study app and I really like it. It's definitely worth the price. Oh my gosh. It de oh my God. Definitely. Yes. The Ham Study app. So, so simple. So easy. All the things. Q2 goal is to be more prepared and self-sufficient. I would like to set up some stores of basic food and water as well as set up some hmm. grab and go bags. 
I'm not sure what else I want to do other than the usual goals, like get in shape, but I'll keep thinking on it. And, uh, That's I honestly one of the big. The, I love quarterly goals. <laughs> I I love the get in shape thing because that that's that goes back to my old prepper videos before I even yeah. got with the ham radio stuff. It's everybody, everybody wants to put a dollar, a price tag, yeah, on how to be prepared, but most of the time, you've been really good about you, running. Every can you day run a mile? Like, can, yeah. can you run if you if you had to? Yeah. Could you run a mile? Yeah. Like, can you carry heavy things? Yeah. Like, if you had to carry a human, mm-hmm. could you do that? Stop I mean, saying, mm-hmm, yeah. That's that's what we should do in our, our monthly hike. We should just each carry, we... take turns carrying Edison. <laughs> oh, Edison's easy. Yeah. I, and, and, and Leia, I'm not, I'm not putting pressure on you to carry a human. I'm kind of talking to, like, other other dudes because i mean why like, i could carry edison you can carry edison but yeah I, you wouldn't be able to i've got you a tool drag me down a mountain if you want it i could add, to, i could kick you, you could, down a mountain. you could kick me down a mountain that's probably more <laughs> apropos i think yeah um <laughs> but but no i mean that's that's not a joke um in fact we should, we should probably do that at some point on the drag you corner. down a mountain no oh <laughs> mention that like you know there's um there's a couple of things that I'm a big advocate of. It's uh, aerobic capability. Yeah. Strength is is tough because, like, there's so many different muscle groups you have to work, right? Yeah. But then there's just, like, flexibility. Uh-huh. Particularly as you get older, the flexibility yes. stuff becomes a big problem. The stretching and all that stuff is, like, paramount, I think. I'm going to give everybody who is trying to get in shape josh and i are trying to get in in better shape all of these things always i think we we have not done anything fitness wise the beginning of this year because we're both sick oh yeah and i'm actually trying. but i was to, already in a, a yeah. you know a thing that i'm doing i'm trying to avoid the rush of people at the gym who right are that all, sucks yeah there's nothing that like sucks more than the beginning of the year is all the people that show up at the gym for that big surge yeah and just get in the way of people that already have like a routine going. Yeah. That sucks. So I'm going to recommend one that when you're starting on your fitness journey, mm-hmm. do not take breaks. Don't go. I'm going to work out five days a week and then not do two days a week. Literally try to do something every day. And it doesn't have to be the same thing. But you need a best of uh, like best of situation where that's what you're trying to hit every day a uh not ideal situation Mm -hmm. that you know you could probably fit in right like if push came to shove and you couldn't do the best case scenario and then one of the worst case scenarios where like as long as i do this i've at least hit i 100 percent agree with you yeah because you you just have to make time for it yeah if you don't yeah. literally program your brain, you will not do. You will not continue with it. Yeah. You, you'll come in high intensity. The problem is, is high intensity leads to getting hurt. Yeah, or burning out too early. There is like you need to, you need to, you need to amplify the gain. You need to increase the gain, but you need to, you need to draw it out consistent, right? So weeks upon weeks of doing it at a increased gain, not max gain. Max gain is how you get hurt. Yeah, but also don't try to do things that you hate. Oh, please. Yeah. Like if you if you hate cycling, don't get a Peloton 
and think that suddenly you're going to unless love unless you're a prepper. Then we know Peloton's on the roof. Yes, you know for sure that. That's the. But that's, that's not way. a part of the fitness plan. <laughs> no, yeah. that's the long term. Yeah. If you hate running, don't don't do running. No, and, and and this is this is literally me in a nutshell. I will get on a bike, and yeah. I can ride. I can ride a bike until my my crotch is completely destroyed. Wow! I love that's riding bikes. <laughs> Literally, I, I I rode to work. I commuted on bike all the time. Absolutely loved it. I just now have a job where I I can't commute on yeah. bike, but I would if I could. Running though, I don't like running outside. Yeah, I just don't like doing it. Yeah, but you put me on a treadmill and I got an iPad and now I can watch disaster movies and zombie movies mm-hmm. and all this other stuff and I can just run for thirty minutes, forty five minutes. I'm good. Like I can I can knock that out. Yeah. I can I can knock that out so fast that I feel like now that I've been doing it like established, although I got sick for like two weeks. Um, but once I get back into it, I'll feel like I've not done anything. I'm just I did it. It's done. I'm out. Yeah. Boom. Or you could do CW practice. Think about that. Take all of your more your your ham radio practice, your audio books, all that stuff. And you could do it while walking or walking. Yeah. You could do all this while yeah. while doing that, and you'd have no problem. You've at you're killing two birds with one it's, stone. It's actually called habit stacking. You take a habit that you like to do, right? And you stack and, it. With and something if you, maybe you if don't you're like walking or running, it doesn't it doesn't act it doesn't occupy a lot of your brain, but it stimulates your brain. In a way that you can also lock in some of these other concepts, these more, you know, broad, larger thought concepts. I love that. Great, great ideas, Leah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Andrew continues, as far as the radio stuff goes, I received a DX Commander Rapid... Rapide. 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 Okay. For Rapide. <laughs> Rapide. For Christmas. And now, it's, it's, a, it's a British company. <laughs> D- doll, it's a, it's a British company. Okay. It's the DX Commander. And a K6 ARK matching unit kit. I'm excited to get these built and on the air. I'm about halfway through my Worked All States Award and need Asia and Oceania for my worked all continents award you're gonna have to contact emmanuel goldstein to get oceania (laughs) i'm thinking the dx commander will do just a little bit better than my random piece of speaker wire hanging out of my window it is going you you are going to be shocked that's sarcasm i know it will do much better (laughs) you're you're going to you're gonna love the way your dx looks i guarantee (laughs) Good luck with your goals in the new year and 73 K6 ARH. Oh, sorry. K8 ARH. All right. <laughs> so close. The Good. bro cam. Very close. Thank you. The bro cam? Yeah. I like it. Well, uh, again, please, Andrew, remind your wife. Hit me up on Duolingo. <laughs> yeah, she sounds consistent. Yes. <laughs> those are the friends Love you want it. in Duolingo. Those are and, the friends uh, you want to fight against the powers of the owl. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, really, good luck with those new antennas. Very fun. Indeed. Have fun. The next email is titled Youth on the Air. And this comes from Chris. Hello, Chris. Hi, Leah and Josh. With January 7th, ARRL Kids Day coming up, Mm. I'd like to highlight a nifty ham youth group called the Young Amateur Communication Ham Team. Yacht for short. 
And there was a link. I'll drop that in the show notes. Okay. They meet every night. Uh, every week Every night. night. What? They meet every weeknight and Saturday at 8 Eastern time via Echo Link. My son Walker, KC3RAP, has been doing it for a little over a year and he really likes it. What? It's a great way for ham kids to learn how to participate in a net. They learn how to use their call signs and listen to each wait, other. Wait, what is this? Y A. Yeah, Y A C H T. Young Amateur Communication Ham Team. Okay. All right. Ed Engelman, KG8CX, is a retired school teacher who does a fantastic job of working with the kids. I guess. Echo Link is cheating a bit, but it's great for a new tech who can't afford an HF rig yet. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I wanted to pass this along to any young amateur radio operators or parents of young hams. Yacht is free and great for ham kids to meet other ham kids. Happy New Year from Chris. K3 DCR, father of Walker, KC3 RAP. This is so exciting. We are definitely going to have Ben check into this i mean uh i have to be there yeah echo but still he'll still be so excited sign. or your call sign yeah. I, I i haven't i don't think i've loaded echo link on your phone yet amazing <laughs> it's amazing that i haven't loaded echo <laughs> yeah yet. i mean there's so many things that have been loaded onto my phone <laughs> by who knows yeah exactly temu maybe <laughs> oh no oh no well, thank you so much, Chris and Walker. That's a fantastic tip. And uh, please check the show notes for the yacht information. The next email is titled, Leave the World Behind. Oh, buddy. And this comes I hate from, them Obamas. <laughs> this comes from the illustrious authority. Oh, no. John Amadeo. Oh, right. Here we go. Hi, and Happy New Year, Josh and Leah. Thank you. Happy Thank you, New John. Year. Listening- it's not like we, I apologize, we had to roust you out of your email silence <laughs> yes. by continually to bug you. Hey, you're like, a, you're like our producer that we know. Could you contact these <laughs> other producers and maybe find out who put together this shack? That would be great. <laughs> Just randomly talking to anybody yeah, who knows like, anything what, about Hollywood. What kind of jerks are we? We're like, we we know a guy. Very accomplished guy. But then to assume that they're all just interconnected. That's like when somebody well, I mean, comes up to me. But he is no, the ham guy. But but see, see, this is the thing. I feel like we feel justified to say like, oh, you're the producer guy. You know all the producers. No, he, right? but he built a ham shack on Last Man Standing. I know, but... So to, if I to were assume, to build a ham shack, I would assume. go, what is another ham shack that everybody said was legit? But, but see, th- that also assumes that every other producer is also aware of everything else you've ever done, right? Which that also speaks of hubris to a degree, right? Well, I just think that no, John no Amadeo question. is amazing. No, so Again, team team yeah. John Amadeo. But it reminds me of like how sometimes we refer it's, to him. Yeah. Is when like when I worked at Boeing yeah. and people would be like, Oh, you work at Boeing? Yeah. Do you know John Smith? <laughs> it's like, I mean, I know five John Smiths. Do I know your John Smith? I don't know. No. He built the thing that went in space. <laughs> oh, that John Smith. Oh, so what you're saying, 
is that I have hubris over the excellence that I consider John oh, to right, be right. capable yeah. of. <laughs> it, it's it's both like he is an amazing <laughs> producer that is accomplished, right? Yes. And so we we assume yes. that because he is so accomplished, he is just like so widespread yes. and we just assume <laughs> we just assume that he's got all of the connections and <laughs> and he may have all the connections i believe in john but in, like in, in john i trust <laughs> well, i know I, i'm going in blind on this email here but at the same time like i don't want to you know i i i, I don't want to i don't want to feel bad and he comes back and goes Lan, we don't know everybody that ex- that has ever made a thing with a camera you know okay <laughs> You know, and I know John, and that's good enough. <laughs> okay, all right. I I agree. I agree. I'm just glad he emails. It's you know, it's funny though because we do know a a, a good amount of people who work in Hollywood. I just based on where I we know live. a yeah. number of people on my hand, one hand. Okay. One hand. You may know. You may be onto the second hand, <laughs> but I got one hand on lock. But uh. John is really <laughs> the creator of many shows that I like and the producer of many literally, shows I like, literally. So. Yeah. Uh, listening to the most recent HRCC podcast, I've heard a few conversations about the ham shack and the movie Leave the World Behind. Impossible. We like set out the bat <laughs> signal for John. Yeah, we did. We're, yeah, yeah. It's a station any operator would be ecstatic to own. Oh, yeah. Being in the entertainment industry, I'm always interested on how locations are found, sets are constructed, and the hundreds of moving parts that make up a movie or TV show are gathered. Same. Same. (laughs) I contacted a colleague who worked on the movie. See? See, I told you. He knows everything. I... I, I (laughs) But again, we can't assume that he can always wield these powers <laughs> just for us when we have a question. At all, he the wielded HRCC them listeners. for himself. He wielded it for himself out of the same ham curiousness that I, is a part of all ham consciousness. I, I look at John as a friend. I never want to abuse this power. Agreed. 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 Yes. You know. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I contacted a colleague who worked on the movie. So I called the guy. And he told me that the LTWB radio equipment was organized by their set dressing department. That's pretty impressive for set dressers. That's awesome. The department reached out to a number of employees of hand radio outlets in different states. Oh, my God. Did they talk to Billy Bob? I know who they talked to. <laughs> it's so Yesu. I know they contacted Anaheim. I know exactly who they talked to. Their identities are withheld to protect the innocent. No, I'm going to. I know exactly who they talked to. I think they did a great job in they creating. Did. They did a fantastic job. An, an interesting visual depiction of a ham radio station. For an end-of-the-world station, I might have added an air band, marine band, and even commercial AM and FM broadcast capability. You probably remember the in disaster movies like The World in the Flesh and the Devil, The Last Man on Earth, Omega Man, I Am Legend, all the protagonists used commercial AM broadcast frequencies. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I've got to just like add this whole list to the poll. We got half of those. Yeah. Half of those. Um, the first two I don't have. 
It's important to know that it's hard to show an accurate portrayal of what ham radio is and how it works on a movie or TV series. Only hams and their families know anything about it. Writers just don't have the time to explain the hobby to an audience in dramatic works. In comedy, it's virtually impossible to make jokes involving ham radio too slow. in a way that doesn't make fun of ham radio. Yeah, That's it's true. Slow. It's like whoosh above people's heads. Yeah. Please keep producing this great content. 7-3-John-A-A-7-6-J-A. Oh, thank you so much, John. Always, thank you, John. Always an honor when you send in an email. I do want to note that um, there was a like a TikTok or a reel or something going around that was about leave the world behind and it zeroed in on the the date that all of this was supposed to happen. I got sent this video so many times. I also got sent it many times, but essentially the creator of this video had said he didn't know anything about this ham radio stuff. Is there a ham out there that could help him out and determine what this well, other so information So first they was. focused on the eclipse. The eclipse meant nothing to any of this. Like the eclipse was featured in the movie. And so they could, they could dial into certain years being, I think it was a lunar eclipse. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. But then um, they just went like, oh, yeah, but then at the end of the day, here's here's the ham shack with the with the date on it. Um, a, a lot of people sent me this and I wasn't going to reply because I, I didn't feel like anything needed to be said. But there's there's a number of time sources that have nothing to do with amateur radio uh, like WWV. You can pull this up on shortwave at 10 megahertz, 15 megahertz, 5 megahertz. There's a number of other ones. Uh, The atomic clock, all this stuff is available for people with radio capability to give you direct time source. Uh, Those are generally what I use. And again, those are things that didn't end up being in the movie, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, John, again for your expertise expertise in in finding out these details this is very helpful uh maybe there could be a video in the future talking to some of these folks i don't know but uh love to see it leah all right there you go the next email is titled podcast (laughs) this comes from subject podcast Good. You Hi, made it. Hi, my name is Jared and I am Hi, 13 and I just got my technician license oh. about a month month ago at the Benson Hamfest KQ4 MSA. Congratulations. Congratulations. Jared. I first got a free ICV8000 from a friend, but it has a small spot on the screen. Hmm. I tried to fix it, but it wouldn't work. So I ordered the part and it worked and I got a free antenna. <laughs> Amazing. I had to buy All things a... coming up Jared right now. Yeah. This is awesome. I had to buy a power supply, but now I have a 25 amp power supply that will last me for a while. Yeah. I also have an Explorer 1. Now I'm working on getting my general license. Well, good luck on your general. You are literally the person that the Explorer 1 was created for. Amazing. This was the uh, someone buys a radio and they give a radio to a new ham. Mm-hmm. Jared is the perfect person for this. Fantastic. Already fixed in radios. Already getting out there, getting excited about radios. We love it, Jared. That's awesome. My budget is $1,100. Whoa, Jared. I'm looking at the Yesu 710, and I'm having a friend help me build an antenna. I'm hoping to use it as my first 
base HF radio. Okay. Would you choose the 710 or another radio? Uh, so, so Jared, you gave me one of the most important things, which was the budget. budget. Thank you, Jared, for doing that. What Bridget. you didn't tell me is what you want to do with amateur radio. If if you just want a good radio that you can put in like a Harbor Freight Apache box and take with you in the trunk of a car and do POTA with it, the uh, the FT seven ten field would be just fine for that. You, you'd have no problem doing that, and it'll work great for you. It'll be good radio for you too. You likely need to use like a a wire antenna, something you build, like an NFED or a dipole, or a linked dipole or an off-center fed dipole, lots of different options. Uh, there, there are so many options uh, open for you right now. That radio is probably a very good one because it can work as both your base station ham radio for doing HF, but you could also take it in the field too. Mm. So yeah, there you go. If you want to come back and let us know what your primary use case would be, then that may change my um, answer a little bit. But maybe not that much. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Jared signs off. Thanks in advance, Jared. KQ4MSA. Well, thank you, Jared. Yeah. Exciting times for you, Jared. I'm, I'm just love to hear it. We, we haven't got one of those good, like, younger person excited about the hobby emails in a while. And Jared, I'm just happy you're out there, man. 100%. Happy New Year to you, and I, I hope you have the best time with the radio. The next email is titled "Curve of Forgetting." Mm. And this comes from Douglas V. A few weeks ago, you talked about the curve of forgetting and climbing ice. <laughs> we did yes. somehow align yeah. both of them together. Mm -hmm. Yes. When I was in school, we would learn a section of a subject on one day, have practice on it, then learn another sex uh, section. The homework that night would be heavy on the new section, but still have the first section in it for a refresher. Mm. That is called scaffolding. Scaffolding. Yes. Academic scaffolding. Mm. And they do it um, throughout years. So one of the things that Common Core has provided is a long-term scaffolding method where they start introducing algebraic concepts and math very early on, and they just build on it over the years so that you're not learning math one way. And then when mm -hmm. it comes time to do algebra, you're like, oh, but you, now you have to think about it like this. I, I got to say, um, I think Common Core is one of those things that got politicized. Oh, Common Core is great. Common Core got politicized really hard. In the I beginning. don't think it was that. I think that for Common Core, it forces people to think I, I meant about negative against no, no, it's Common true. Core. But I think it's because one of the fundamental like ideas behind Common Core is that you have to understand how to manipulate numbers using multiple methods it's not rote math and a lot of people who grew up learning rote math and pure memorization yeah hate it because now they're being faced with math theory that they never had to learn and now they have to help their kids with homework yeah. that they don't necessarily understand right. because they never learned it so i i was one of those kids who had all these devices these mechanisms for remembering how to do things with math. 
Mm -hmm. And I was always told, like by my teachers, these are not good ways to do this. Mm -hmm. These are bad ways. Right. The playing with numbers, how numbers can work with other numbers. Yeah. I liked that, the, mm -hmm. the way they, they mesh together. Well, then you were robbed. I was, yeah. So now, in, in, in when I grew up, it was all rote. Get rid of all that playing with numbers BS. Right, just memorize it. Memorize it. Just yeah. memorize it. And so once I broke my brain to just memorize my multiplications right. and all that stuff, then I was okay. But I had to lose that little bit of like that that spark of, of play. But then you but then you can never actually go forward in anything above algebra oh, yeah. two. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, stats. Stats is a whole different that's that's literally speaks to my my deep that speaks to my uh my benevolent reptile brain. Yes. <laughs> right. That, that stats is my game. But anyway, like Common Core is okay, that. It, it allows you to treb. Yeah. Right, right. That's my treb. <laughs> yes. That's my treb. Team treb. Right. Um, but Common Core is like that. Is it, it, It's actually facilitating people playing with numbers. Yeah. Which is what we should encourage kids to do. I mean, it's just not it, – it's not straightforward. No. And to adults who don't have a lot of time in their day – to go learn a completely new way of doing math, yeah, that sucks. It it does suck. But once you like do this, have the kid explain yeah. what they think it's supposed to be. Have them explain what the lesson is, and I bet you you'll be like, oh no, I get this. It it's I got it. I got it. You're probably thinking too hard most of the time. Or it just it feels like it's overcomplicating something that would no, I, I always I always feel like I'm over I'm trying to overcomplicate it through, uh, sure, through sure. memorization okay, instead of it just like we're just breaking it down. We're just yeah. we're just breaking it down to core pieces. Right. That's that's usually what it entails. Yeah. Good stuff. I don't know. Good stuff. Well, Douglas continues, as far as ice climbing goes, no, thanks. Not a confidence what? boost for me, especially me not liking heights. Oh, well, I mean. Adam makes it look like totally doable. <laughs> Just hanging off. A if I had, if, if I could look at an Adam picture and have the confidence from that picture, yes. I'd be dead. Because <laughs> I've seen him do things that you look at, you're like, so I don't know, this man. Is also, this I is also know. like. Why is Adam not like on Nat Geo or, right? or some crazy magazine? He's so much magazine? better than Bear Grylls. I know. He's so much better than Bear Grylls. I don't like there's so many people that like didn't like that that have attained these like huge media prominence. And then you look at people that we know and you're like, no, it's this guy. Yes. Like, this is that guy. Yeah. <laughs> This like this is you're looking at this guy, but but it's this actually this. Guy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's Adam for sure. So Douglas continues. I now have an antenna analyzer, the stick 500. Good I can you. now test antennas in the field and did use it on a J pole for 220. I made the spacing between the poles too wide, which made it be least resonant on 70 centimeters, but still over 2.0 to one on 70 centimeters. Okay. Right. Well, see, this is the common core math of you get to play with the antenna. <laughs> Adjust it to your heart's content. Figure out what works for you. 
I do know I have 220 in the shack. I will be getting new shack batteries as my SLA batteries are on their last toes. Oh, the yeah, legs are sleds. gone. I will be getting a DigiRig mobile this month. Looking forward to less frustration. And that's Douglas V K I 7 L I K. Well, thank you, Douglas V. Thank you so much, Douglas. The next email is titled, Thanks for making ham radio fun. Oh, I made it fun. Yeah. No, it was you. And this is from Greg. Okay, Greg. Let's let's hear. Dear Josh and Leia. Oh, it was definitely oh, Leia that made it's it. It's both fun. of us, yeah. yeah. I've been meaning to write this email for a while. Well, welcome to the tower. Thank you. <laughs> My ham journey began in 1997 when I got my no-code tech That's license. before me. You, you were licensed before me. At the time, the no-code option was relatively new and still a bit controversial. I made it past the OM snickering about my codeless license, bought an HT, and got talking on the local repeater. I got involved in field day and other activities. Five years later... I got tired of working HF under the club call and passed my general exam, including you. the five word per minute CW test. Then I took a long break from the hobby. <laughs> I had kids is the is the secret. A combination or, of I, club I politics, life getting busy, the rise of the Internet and other things led me to put it aside. Mm -hmm. sure. Another factor was that it seemed like the hobby was just people using radios to talk to each other about radios, which got old after a yeah, while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. I didn't let my license lapse, but I didn't use it. Flash forward to 2023. One of my fellow gamer nerds was writing an RPG adventure that involved ham radio operators what? and asked me to give her some technical advice. What Wait, is, is that this TikTok? RPG is adventure? Is it that TikTok? Or is that that author? Remember that TikTok that was uh, doing a thing on amateur radio? Gamer nerd writing an RPG adventure. It could be. Okay, I don't know. In the process of helping, I realized that I missed the hobby. I saw that a test session was coming up in a month, so I picked up my a study guide on May 31st, 2023, and passed my extra. Ooh. Congratulations. Back in, in a big way. My lovely wife rewarded my efforts with an ICOM 7300 as a birthday present. I don't even know what I pushed that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. I dusted Let off your money. my old Kenwood TS-830 as a backup HF oh, rig. Oh, good radio, too. Strung a folded dipole in the backyard trees and turned an unused corner of the basement into a cozy ham shack. Somebody's just trying to make a video game, and he's like, I got to go full on. <laughs> Let me show you the way. I will, I, will, I will show you how radio <laughs> works right now. <laughs> But what to do with this new station? It had been quite a few years, so I needed to find out what was going on in the hobby. Enter the ham radio crash. Oh, well. Thanks to your videos and the excellent podcast, I discovered FT8 POTA and the Long Island CW Club and many other wonderful developments in the ham field in which we are all outstanding. We are, did <laughs> yes, he write that? yes. I also you nailed it. You discovered nailed it. kindred spirits. I spent 10 of my ham hiatus years serving on my city council. 
Amazing. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you I'm so for sorry. your service. I'm so sorry. When I heard you sounded like a great person, no, but now great. I don't know. He's great. He's I don't. Great. I don't know. Love it. I heard Leia talking about local politics and Robert's rules of order. I knew I had to add HRCC to my weekly listening schedule. That's amazing. I never expected. I love it so much. I never expected anyone would click subscribe. <laughs> Based off of references to Robert's Rules of Order. It is such a critical way to manage meetings, to move them along. It's And it's just widely accepted, okay? It's, why the squinty eyes? So ridiculous. Yeah. I was also delighted to find out that Josh is a fellow fountain pen aficionado. Oh, big time. You both have helped me rediscover my interest in a wonderful hobby and dispelled my fears that it would still just be radio people using radios to talk about radios and radio people. I was literally using, <laughs> I, I, I have not touched a fountain pen in like two weeks because of all the sickness and no work. Mm -hmm. And the first pen I picked up was the Lamy 2000 that you bought me. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good pen. You're welcome. Oh, you I, deserve I was, it. I was writing the videos that I'm going to do, put it in my journal, my, my, you know, my planner. I don't like, I don't like the concept of a journal, but I like a planner. Oh, I weird? like both. They have. I never write down my thoughts. That's other than a problem. Like things that I have to do. You should write down your thoughts. It's good for your mental health. Don't you remember Doogie Howser? Oh, I need a DOS machine. <gasps> that would be an amazing way to keep a journal. I've got the, I've got the 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 little texty things. Yeah. All right. The. The things that you know, the the word processors sure. that you don't like. Mm -hmm. I've got those. You can have one. No. Well, Greg continues. I mean, it is that, but there has to be more, and I'm glad there is. Well, I'm so glad we could welcome you back to Ham Radio in a way no, that, this is amazing. that resonates with you. <laughs> I, I think it's great that we have so much in common. I mean, yes. but I mean, that's kind of the thing is that uh, Ham Radio is just a subsection of people that are around you all the time it's just we have a love of rf yeah and all the yeah. things that go into it i was also too happy to discover that things had changed for the better locally too i decided oh, to take a chance on rejoining the local repeater club and i'm glad i did the nonsense from the past is gone and the repeater club has become an active and welcoming community one of the best features is the Daily Net. Every day at 5 p.m. Central, they host the happy hour, quote unquote, unnet. It is largely unstructured, but is moderated. The only rule is to check in with your call sign and share your happy thought for the day. Dude. That's so cool. Okay. Can, can I, I would just like to state, I would like to say this for everybody listening. If you're going to mention your net that you like, mm -hmm. that they're doing a good job. Yeah. Mention the location just the net wait. is. I'm not even there well, Hold yet. on. I, I, hold on. I'm just going to say it. Everybody listening, mention the repeater, where it's at, and the information so that if people want to participate, they can. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm leading the witness a bit, but because uh, sure. I love this idea. I love it. 
Everyone is welcome. Another area club links their repeater to join in the fun, and we get check-ins from Dude, all cool. over, including sunny California, via All Star Node. Uh, five one one six eight zero. There you go. They keep a log and award a certificate for a hundred check-ins. Whoa! Whenever a ham checks in for the first time, a round of welcomes is given. Every day of the week, thirty to fifty hams get together to keep the bands Dude. in use, hone their operating skills, and have fun. That's amazing. That's that's so fun. Thanks to you and other YouTubers, I feel like I did when I first got my license, eager to learn and excited about all the possibilities. I'm also getting involved to make sure the hobby stays that way for others. Good. The club is adding a series of technical presentations, including the inaugural presentation by yours truly, which will walk through setting up a D-Star hotspot and an ICOM ID 52. Good for you, man. Good radio. I, I yeah. was inspired by your example to become my own Elmer and then pass that knowledge on to others. You're making Josh so happy. Oh, I'm he's so just happy. Like, I'm so happy. He's, he's thrilled. Just I mean, I I can only do so much, right? Like I I I, I got kids that I, I don't spend enough time with and a wife that I love. And the fact you guys like are running with it and and be in the Elmers, I we need more of that. Please oh, Greg's help me amazing. Out. This just, is this is great, Greg. I love all, this email. All star. Uh, I'm getting a little teary. This is, this is a great yeah. email. Thank you so much. Thank you for all you do for the hobby and for making ham radio fun again for me and so many others. Oh, that's awesome. Seventy three, Greg, W nine G T H. P.S. Your video about switching breakers on and off led my wife and I spending part of our Christmas break with me at the breaker panel and her Christmas tradition running around the house with a Baofeng GMRS radio until we sorted out which breaker yes! controlled what. I now have an accurately labeled breaker panel, yes! which helps with preparedness and RFI. It does. Oh, I like that your wife is a part of the crew. I love that. <laughs> So next, maybe she gets licensed or not. It's okay, but the fact she's in and participating—that's awesome, dude. This is a this is an all-star email. This is a great email. much happiness. Great, much great happiness. email. I'm I'm. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you wonderful. so much, Greg, to you and your wife. Yeah. Uh, Good job, Greg. Making things happen, and to your awesome ham club. Now I want to log into that net. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, we we got some info yeah. here. All right. The next email is titled The Ham Radio Dynamic Duo, and this is from Nick. Dear Josh and Leia, first off, thank you so much for everything you do for our wonderful hobby. You two are my absolute favorite husband and wife tag team. Oh, thank you. What, name another, name another hard-hitting. Amanda and her husband. Um, oh, Jeff and Amanda. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, Jason and his wife. I don't know Jason's wife' name. I don't. I don't know her name. I I know that she has her general. She does. <laughs> I only met her once, and I, I Adam really and feel his bad. wife, which is Johnny. Yeah. So, anyone else you want to mention? Not that, that we just wouldn't... call by memory, like right off the top of our head. Not, not that wouldn't get me in trouble later. <laughs> it 
just tying different hams together. I do feel bad about Jason's wife. What? Now, now I feel bad that I can't remember her name. I'm really sorry. I, I don't know Ham Radio 2.1. I like. <laughs> That's true. It could yeah. be. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> Uh, Nick continues, the dynamic between you two always puts me in a good mood and always helps me, keeps me coming back for more. Oh, thank you. You guys can literally talk about making your own Don Power Wash. Literally, <laughs> we did that. I, but really, make it, make it yourself because it's much cheaper. So, so what Lana's saying is that <laughs> go buy the Dawn Power Wash pump system. Yes. Because it is superior. Mm -hmm. That is a fantastic pneumatic pump system. Yeah. And then just but make your own. But then you can make your own <laughs> fluid that goes in it. Yeah. Well, it keeps Nick entertained and laughing. Josh, with his straightforward engineering outlook on life, with the mix of Leia's charismatic jokes, you're not only my favorite ham radio podcast, you are my favorite podcast, period. Wow. That thank you. so nice. Thank you. So, by the way, if you could go ahead and post this on Apple Podcasts, this would be <laughs> really great. Let's see. I know that you sent it. In exactly the way we asked you to send it. <laughs> but Leia only knows if it's a good podcast, if it goes to the Apple podcast. That was such nice words, though. Thank yeah, I'm you. just kidding. I, it was great. Don't, don't do anything extra. I'm just kidding. Since this is my first contact, here's a little about my ham radio journey. Oh, just a great first hitting contact. All the, hitting yeah. all the marks. Perfect. Growing up, spending my summers in the mountains of Vermont. Oh, oh Vermont see, Ams. you're already you're already a podcast producer, and you didn't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> with no cable television, I was con left constantly playing with the rotating Yagi on top of our tin roof, and playing with this magical wooden box that had one button and one button only. And when I pressed it, you could hear the local Noah weather. Wow. He got indoctrinated really early. Yeah. This yeah. is a little scary. I hope you broke free. <laughs> I've got to break free. Okay. As I got older living in Massachusetts, our parents would send us out to play with Then our neighbor. rivers got green. What? It's Boston. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Our parents would send us out to play with the neighborhood kids strapped with walkie-talkies to mm. communicate when it was time for dinner, homework, etc. Yes! I cannot emphasize how how great ham radio is for this. I, well, I mean, walkies are fine. Let's do it on GMRS or FRS, too. It's, there's, we're, all, we're all in the same boat here in this case. Our... Uh, the age ranges of our kids is not ideal to have phones, and I'm not throwing shade to anybody who's decided to get oh, yeah, a ten-year at a, a phone or whatever. It's just not something that we. Yeah, but why do, do you think you're so great, though? <laughs> and then I'm just kidding. And then a lot of our friends have opted for getting uh, like cell-enabled watches, mm -hmm. so that that it's not a full-blown phone, but it has kind of this functionality, right? But I, it can't be beat the having a, a handy talkie 
while your kid is in the neighborhood so that when you speak through it, all the other kids around them also can hear what you are saying. Right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. We love that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it it really is so great. And it puts the kids kind of in control of their communications, but not in a way that they're being exposed to highly addictive electronics and games and stuff like that well it it doesn't have to come along with like videos and the creation of a thing it's just it's just pure communication communication, yeah pure communication which it's supposed to be out the you know kids playing yeah that's the point yeah because if you send them out there with like their watch or a phone they're just going to show their friends the watch and the phone and then they're playing about with the, the watch, watch and, the, and phone, the phone and the play stops. Yes. yes. See, that's yeah. God. How, how did we how did how did we make it, Leia? How did we make it where there was not so much technology? Because you and I it were was so lo- great. You and I were the last generation where we climbed trees. Yeah, I just went to and my friend's the, houses. And then the Nintendo happened. Oh, that wasn't even like a big thing for oh, me. Oh, the Nintendo was huge for me. I was I was done. It was that was it. I would just go out and play with my friends that were around the block. Like that's it. Oh. We we were that generation though. It it changed in our generation. The the, the Gen Z slash millennial. Mm-hmm. No millennial generation of like Nintendo hit. I think honestly, when Nintendo hit, that was the big transference to completely changing the the going outside, climbing trees. I did all that, and I still do. But it, it that that effect of I'm going to play a game on my television that isn't Atari. Okay. <laughs> And I know all you Atari guys are like, but my generation, we had River Run, and it was great. Or River Raid, and it was great. No, it's it's not as good as Nintendo. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, Nick continues. I was always fascinated by contacting my friends from their home to mine. Okay. It was magic to me. Then as a teen, my friends and I wanted to be truckers, so we put CBs on our lawnmowers. I love it. And oh, drove around yes. the neighborhood talking to real truckers. That's so cool. Okay, let's get to the ham. Later as an adult, 31 now, I got into firearms and preparedness. Mm. I watched endless YouTube videos about guns and preparing until I stumbled upon this strange man standing in a parking lot with a safety vest, hard oh, hat, that's an old and a radio video. in his hand. I was hooked ever since. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for watching. A radio has officially trumped all my other hobbies since I found Josh and his friends on YouTube. Wow. I've been watching the live stream for about four or five years now. That's crazy. And tuning into the podcast every chance I get. I've been a lurker for a while, but today that changes. Oh, thank you for sharing your voice. That is amazing. Thank you for talking to us, man. That's awesome. Oh, also, I passed my tech license in October this year. That's amazing, man. And and that's all thanks to you guys and everything you do. Ah, congratulations. On to general. Sorry about the new pool, Leia. (laughs) It's okay. My bad. (laughs) 
Sorry about it, Leah. Once again, thank you. And 73, Nick M, Casey 1, TRB. Well, you have great luck on your general Dude, test. Nick, this is awesome um, because, I mean, you and I literally, we, we, we plotted the same course. Like, I was a big gun guy. We were doing gun videos. And I went all into radio. And you're, you're doing the radio stuff, too. That's awesome. I, I love your coming along for the ride and you know think about your general next let's let's do it yeah that's what he said yeah well super congratulations i think i found out what that squeaking thing is and i think it's the chair against the desk we we got lots of squeaking noises yeah everybody Apologies. that is listening feel free to tell us what you think squeaking noises are yeah. however you want to communicate with us <laughs> We'll All fix right. it. We'll, we'll we'll work on it. And now it's time. Oh man. It's the final email. This email is titled Only in Minnesota and a tip for new generals. Sorry for the long email. Okay. This email comes from Mike, one of the superstars over at the HRCC VE team. Mm -hmm. First, because these emails have to be related to ham radio, let's talk about something that made me very comfortable and built a lot of confidence in operating on HF. I love it. Like many, when it came to getting on HF, the mic fright was real. What if I do it wrong? What if they're rag chewers? As an introvert, yes, I am one. And I have gotten good at faking being extroverted. I don't want to chat with a random stranger. Anyway, back to the story. My HF story started in 2020 when we were all trapped at home. Mm. The, tip is, the tip for new hams is the after the story. I started by scrolling around on the band trying to catch anyone calling CQ. I know now that I probably checked into a couple of HF nets, but at the time I wasn't sure what I was checking into or what was going on. So I moved on before they came back to me. Then one day, this lovely YL checked me in and immediately told me what was happening and to stick around and she would come back to me. When Sabre came back, uh, to me, she further explained what to do and immediately made a contact with me, call sign, signal report, and done. Easy. Then she had me go, quote unquote, up for grabs, which is like calling CQ on a frequency loaded with hams wanting your new call this sign. This is Ole Miss? What a pileup. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who the second contact was with, but when I finished that introduction, I was having some fun. I don't have to rag chew, I thought. The rest of the night had its moments of newness. The biggest highlight was making contact with someone I could barely hear. I first said, I can't hear them. A relay said, try them again. I heard something that time and it said it was an 11. I then had to correct it because the minimum is a 21 signal report. Or is that 21? 2-1. 2-1 signal report. Yeah. I don't remember the other call. All of a sudden, I heard good call from the relay. I got it. At the time, it felt like the OM who I came to learn was called Super Dave, not that one, was quote unquote forcing me to make that contact work. 
What I learned later is that they have relays to help you make those weak contacts. That's amazing. I signed up for that club that night to become a member. Eventually, I became a net control with a barefoot station. Leia, that's 100 watts and a wire antenna. <laughs> thank you, Leia. Th- thank you for telling Leia. It's <laughs> good. For several years now, only recently adding an amp. And now I'm in charge of the coordination of the net control stations on 80 meters to keep it running every day that of the is year. Amazing. Mike, you are you're such an amazing ham. Just doing all the services. That's many probably at this point know what I found for new hams. I'm talking about an HF was worked all states net. That's worked all states, Leia. He he is definitely walking you through this process. Thank you. Nets like this focus on various awards that the club issues in turn to help you get the Worked All States awards and others. I will not say all of the nets are like like this are super friendly, but O-Miss, pronounced O-Miss, or O-M, International Sidebands Society, O-Miss, was to me. Most of the members in the society that I have met are friendly as well. We love new hams because many of us make contacts with the same people all of the time. We also, if asked or made obvious enough through operation, are very are very new will slow it down and help you get those first two contacts. Mm-hmm. I have learned a lot about operating an HF radio, how the propagation changes all of the time and dealing with the lids and QRM through these nets. What I liked best is unlike most other times, you know the person is there and you know someone will be there to help you make sure that you get that hard contact, like getting Hawaii on 80 meters from the abs of the country. What, what, is, what is the abs of the country? There is a star that I don't know. I'm going to think New Mexico is a is an ab. Okay. Like one ab. Um, I'm going to give Tennessee an ab. Because it's got that long part that okay. sticks out. That's an ab. What else? Um, a South Dakota. Not the north. That's okay. too far up the abdomen of the, of the states. Okay. There are members in every... Wait, I'm not done. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Keep talking about the abs. The abs of the states. Yeah. Yes. There are members in every state that show up regularly, so getting Wyoming is not a big deal for me. No, why not? To summarize, here is the tip. If you aren't sure on how to start on HF, join a net like this. Find one that is interested in making contacts, not rag chewing. My skills went from almost zero on HF to being able to pull out weak signals, work on top of QRM, and make contacts on 80 meters in the summer. Leia, Josh will explain more, but it's really noisy in the summer because of all the lightning static crashes around the country. Josh is like literally pulling his beard down to talk about this. (laughs) So Amanda from... Uh, Ham Nation already is a net op for Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a fantastic group for people getting involved in HF contacts. Now, I, I would put 
poda up there it's not the same parks on the air is not the same but the concept of our goal is to make contacts please go you know learn more about Ole Miss and everything that it, it does and everybody that's involved in it and what the contacts actually are I don't have the website off the top of my head but it is um Ole Miss is October, Mary, India, Sierra, Sierra, right? Ole Miss? Yes. I get it? Yeah. Okay. OM International Sideband Society. Okay. Yeah. Look that up on Google and follow the process for it because honestly, you you'll you'll make a, a lot of contacts with people stateside alone but dx2 and uh it's going to be a good time for you so if you're if you're getting into hf you should look into one of these uh one of these groups for sure if you want an introduction to hf by a member of your own hrcc community and you want to further your skills first join the hrcc hf net on fridays or you join me Great. on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Central on 80 meters at around 3.825, likely 3.828 or 3.831, and you'll find us in that area. I am the Net Control, and we'll give you an extra special HRCC welcome if you tell me you are from here. That's awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. So the only thing you have to do is put up a longer wire to get to 80 meters, but you might still be able to do it. That's awesome. Do that. Now, I'm going to be honest. I decided to use this tip to make this email qualified to be read on the show. Now for the main reason for the email. Okay, here we go. Quote, unquote, only in Minnesota is what we used to make it sort of like the Florida man, but just crazy people. As you probably know, everyone in the country is having very weird weather for winter. It was up in the upper 50s on Christmas for the first time in a long time. That is in, that's crazy. We basically had no snow for Christmas. It's insane. Those that love winter sports like ice fishing, skiing, and snowmobiling can't. The lakes in southern Minnesota, where I live, also recently reopened so let's do our water sports again kayaking fishing from a boat even wait for it water skiing yes people are water skiing and you can hear the thin ice break and crack as they drive by here's a video it's a facebook link i will drop it in the show notes i know one of the guys in this video you should be able to share it only in Minnesota will we take the warmish weather and take advantage of it to keep up with our water sports. And Leah, I know you're going to ask, the water at the warmest is probably going to be 33 degrees? That it's is, close to freezing. That's yeah. very cold. Minnesota has trees sprouting, plants starting to grow, squirrels are getting more active. Yeah, so that's Minnesota this year. If we don't get snow before the cold hits, I'm talking zero degrees, we're going to have, we're going to start having lots of issues with freezing septic systems, maybe oh, well systems, wow. and yeah. more that are normally insulated by the snow. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a real fear of mine. Like whenever we talk about like the place in Big Bear or something like that. 
it's always, I don't know how to winterize anything. Because <laughs> like, we don't live there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you and I don't live in a winter spot. Yeah. That we it's, have to winterize. Well, you talked about the city calendar. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. It's a sixty-five to eighty-five thousand dollar expense for the city every year just Crazy. because some people are like, I don't want to have to order it. I want it delivered to my door without what? me saying anything. I like paper. And it but you could save the city fifty thousand dollars by just being willing to order it and pick it up. That seems sure. very reasonable. Right. Yeah. We also do a city calendar, and I, uh, who doesn't live in the city limits, also get a calendar. We tried to drop the calendar a few years back when cutting budgets, but then businesses stepped up to keep it going. As Good far as I'm aware, it's still paid for by the business sponsors. See, I love that because you put the business on every month. It's a different yeah. month mm-hmm. sponsored by a business that kept it sure. going. I would prefer that than be like, oh, the city of Cerritos. Look at all these stupid sculptures we made you pay for. Well, it's because there's people um, that are in the pictures, too. And people. It turns oh, it's out, just me and every one of them. Oh, you just know like what? screaming I think, I think and jumping my, my hands up and down. I think my name was also in this calendar and I didn't keep one. <laughs> because what? of my committee position. I think there's a picture of you no i think there? my name is in it though why as one of the people who's serving on a city committee and i didn't keep a calendar i was like get this out of here get this guy it's gone <laughs> yeah that's funny now i should go back and ask for one <laughs> okay it's a no that's a really good idea for the businesses to do it our our local businesses sponsor a lot of things though they they keep the performing arts center going i think they sponsored the library there's a lot of things the businesses are really shelling out for on top of the fact that any renovations that or construction that happens in the city especially if it's commercial Mm -hmm. you're required to donate a certain percentage to an art in public places fund which means you're essentially just buying the city art that's that the the places that you could tune your antenna literally tune, all all the yeah. all the <laughs> things that I might want to make an antenna is because of this yeah. uh project yes so it seems like a lot well mike signs off wish you and your family well and let's hope for a more awesome year of radio and that's mike w x 0 m i k and that's uh he is a VE testing lead for many an organization. Mike, good job. Keep Thank getting you, more Mike. people licensed. We love that, man. Do that. Keep doing that. All right. Leah? Yes. How you feel in the new year? I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> I feel How do you feel about this good whole Good about sleep. How do you feel about this whole next video we got to watch? The Book of Eli. You know, it really ties into me wanting to spend more time preparing, mm-hmm. like getting the the preps cleaned up. And- okay. So I can say that this is one of the movies that we can probably have the kids watch. Great. I also want to do more gardening. And there is a there's a <laughs> subtle like Kali slash Kung Fu 
aspect to it. A lot of blades, a lot of blades. Okay. Ooh, big time Kali. Big fan. Um, good stuff. So, yeah, the fact you all watch this, watch, listen to this, and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. 73. And I swear I'll be better to, I'll be better next week. Oh, that's a big promise. Because my voice is already messed up and you know what? The only thing that can can soften this is the dulcet sounds of Korean Metro. Thank you for listening. <laughs>